Yes, we are back, motherfuckers. Saturday, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. True Hill Heat, 154. We're going to be talking about NXT stars, both on commentary and in the ring, possibly leaving after this Sunday. We're going to be talking about Charlotte Flair and Andrade El Idio breaking up, splitting up for good possibly we'll get into it we're also going to be preview and predictions for nxt war games this sunday plus much much more we got a very very special guest a degrassi dude if you will so producer hit the intro Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for True Hill Heat 154 Mass and Exodus. We are here to discuss the latest wrestling news, including what seems to be a wave of talent leaving NXT following this Sunday with two contracts expiring and a departure from the commentary booth. Charlotte Flair and Andrade Elidio officially splitting up. Big Swole leaves AEW and what other contracts are about to be up or have been re-signed. Preview and predictions for NXT War Games and NWA Hard Times 2, plus much, much more. I am back once again with the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love. What's going on? Good morning. How are you? Hi, everyone. Hope all is well. Can't wait to talk all this shit today. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a festive day because I'm in my Christmas sweater. It's December, so I'm wearing Christmas sweaters <laughs> for the remaining episodes of True Hill Heat, ladies and gentlemen. But we have a very, very special guest I got to introduce to Chrissy right before we went live. He is one half of the Degrassi dudes. You know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> In this world of wrestling media, when you meet someone that likes something outside of wrestling just the same as you and marks out for it and can talk about it as much as you do. And that's what I found in this gentleman. He is the Charlie <laughs> Conway to my Russ Tyler, the Spinner Mason to my Jimmy Brooks. He is one of the best <laughs> in wrestling media, one of the most knowledgeable when it comes to independent wrestling. The host of the Weekender podcast over on FIFO Wrestling, Steven Jensen. That was a hell of an intro. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Nice to meet you, Chrissy, as we were talking earlier. And SP3, always good to see you, brother. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do this. I'm going to tell you all straight up. I told SP3 earlier, I have not seen NXT since the last TakeOver show. But I'm obviously Ooh. familiar with a lot of the talent on the show. Um, and I, and I'm, familiar, I'm familiar with the direction of the show. I actually I reviewed 205 Live for Fightful. So there's a, there's a bit of overlap with with that so but it's one of those things where i'm very interested to hear what y'all have to say and what the chat has to say about the show because i will be watching on sunday um but as far as you know i was there live at uh at AEW this past wednesday so um got to see dynamite live got to see the rampage that everyone just saw um so i got plenty to say about that the releases so i'm, I'm pretty much good on everything outside of the nxt stuff uh because once again just a bit out of the loop but uh but i got i got some definite opinions on the uh the contracts coming up for nxt though for sure but but once again thank you all for having me on i'm i'm, I'm happy to, to get talking about this Thanks for joining us, Jensen. Like I said, one of my favorite people in wrestling media. But for anyone who might not know you, didn't see you on, you know, you've been on True Rewind, you've been on our roundtable review. But for anyone who isn't familiar with you, you could tell them a little bit about yourself. What would you say? 
I'm a lifelong fan of professional wrestling and mixed martial arts, and I do a lot of stuff over at Fightful.com, so that's kind of like the best place to find me. Um, that, and then I do personal shows with my friend Jesse Davin, who's currently in the hospital, so everyone uh, send your prayers and well, well wishes over there to Jesse at Jesse the Buckeye. I see something nice Aww. to her today. Um, and uh, I do my show every Tuesday with uh, my buddy Doug, live rounds on the RVD Keto for Life channel. Um do video editing for uh, for various like MMA pro wrestling outlets and stuff like that. So I guess if to, in a nutshell, I'm a lifelong fan that has kind of over time worked themselves into the ecosystem of of I don't want to call myself like professional anything, but like I do mostly this stuff throughout my day at this point. So um, yeah, basically just a fan like everyone else, and you can listen to my stuff on Fightful and kind of all over YouTube and stuff. He's doing great work. I'm glad to have Jensen here with us. I don't know if you're a fan of Degrassi, Miss Chrissy Love, but we do a podcast every Friday, every Friday morning on both of our Twitter pages, as well as his uh, Twitch channel for Degrassi Dudes, where we go back in time and we watch uh, we watch old episodes of Degrassi. Oh, really? <laughs> Whatever. So check it out. <laughs> Whatever it takes, ladies and gentlemen. But so I'm very happy to have Jensen here with us. Very happy to have all of you here live with us. Remember to drop a thumbs up on this video. It helps out the video a lot, helps out the channel. Share it with your friends. Of course, if you're new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified. You can become an even bigger supporter by supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. $3 a month for more exclusive content, including the the True Hill Heat post show, which will be up later on tonight. And of course, this True Hill Heat episode is brought to you by our friends over at Warrior Wrestling and Powered 4 TV. The first month of Powered 4 TV, you can get one month off by using the promo code H E A T. True Hill Heat is here for you. And True Hill Roll Call is how we start off every episode of True Hill Heat, our weekly flagship podcast. Our True Hill Roll Call starts off with our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page. Coming in at number three is Austin Hartsfield Brown. Coming in at number two is Dennis Smith. And coming in at number one is, as usual, Miss Chrissy Love. One guess? The Negro Buck. Of course, Nick Jackson coming in at number one once again. And got to shout out our Patreons over on Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. Alex McCarthy is one of our Patreon supporters. Alan Weinstein, I already see him in the chat. Professor Chris Ely, uh, Robert Haynes, Austin K, Sammy Joe, Hard Work Bearcat Blue, Steve Salvage, Antoine Rutledge, and Yachty. So thank you to all our Patreon backers. Remember, you can support us over there as well. And of course, you can put your thoughts in the live chat. Anything that you think about the latest wrestling news, let us know in the live chat. Super chat donations are always encouraged and appreciated. And it makes sure we highlight your comment. Some of our favorites already in the live chat with us. Fifth Generation Carney saying, hope everyone's doing well. Hope you're doing well. Good brothers and thank you once again for being being the welcome mat uh of minneapolis and welcome me over there during full year <laughs> weekend appreciate that uh bills mafia stf saying good morning everyone three of my faves thank you so much we got jason michael campbell with us saying excited for war games tomorrow night we also got Alan Weinstein here with us in the live chat saying happy saturday morning sp3 miss chrissy and steven 
Thanks to True Hill Heat for always holding down. Happy holiday season, y'all. We appreciate True Hill Heat. And we appreciate you. Those are very kind words, Alan. Always here with us. And always appreciate your support. So let's get into things, Stephen, Chrissy. And let's go into what we miss, which, of course, starts off with last night. Friday Night Wrestling, AEW Rampage had FTR defeating Pac and Penta El Zero Middle in a fun tag team main event. Thanks to Malachi Black getting involved and speed, spitting the poison mist in into Pac's eyes. You also had Sammy Guevara beat Tony Nese to retain the TNT Championship in an awesome opener. Love that yeah. match. Love the selling yeah. by Sammy of the of the DDP style ribs gimmick that he keeps doing. Uh, <laughs> Gargill defeated uh, Janaya Kai uh, and got into a brawl with Thunder Rosa to hype up their TBS Women's Championship Tournament and an excellent vignette to hype up John Silver versus Brian Danielson on yeah. AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. Jensen, what stood out the most for you on Rampage and uh, who, what would you say was the match of the night? So for me for Rampage, it would be Nice and Guevara and <clears throat> being there live, it's, it's tough on the crowd because like at that point you're like four hours in on the show yeah. so like and now i know it's nothing compared to what it was like pre how they tape now because i know for a while there they were doing like seven hours and people were getting like 30 matches and like i mean crowd fatigue is real although i will say the matches they put on for rampage were really good um and the crowd was still into it but it was one of those things where like i felt a little bit of drop off in energy after really kind of after Jade's entrance, to be honest, because the, the fans were really into Jade coming out for a match, and as we'll talk, it was very quick. And then after that, I think it was just kind of like, all right, it's almost like, it's like 11.30, midnight coming up, and people are like getting ready to get out of there. But then the tag team match was really good as well. So it's like, yeah. I, I, as a wrestling fan, everything was was done really well, but I think the crowd was like the hottest for Sammy and, and Nice, and I think that that match really delivered. It did really good showcasing Nice to the AEW audience that, Maybe didn't watch him a whole lot in 205 Live. And uh, it just keeps establishing Sammy as like a as a really credible TNT champion. And as you mentioned, SP3, I love the uh, the DDP ribs tape. I mean, that's like a classic look. Every time I think about Diamond Dallas Page, I think about him with the uh, with the ribs tape. So uh, so yeah, for so for me, the match of the night was uh with Sammy and Nice. What about y'all? And I, I love the fact with the ribs that it makes the Minneapolis street fight matter. And that was the match that I was like least interested into at full gear, but it's the one that one of the matches that we had the the most consequences from because Sammy is still selling the ribs. What stood out for uh, you, Chrissy Love, and what did you think about the quick victory for Jay Cargill as she gets uh, ready for Thunder Rosa in the TBS tournament? Um, what he realized when he seen Rampage and uh, Dynamite when they were in uh, Queens, and it was like after a while, it's like uh. I'm tired, man. <laughs> it's like we're not getting home till like after eleven, <laughs> and we didn't finish tapes. I think it was like twelve thirty. So yeah, that that is real. That is like after a while, you're like, okay, let me stay up. I gotta get home. You know, things like that. But um, um, I enjoyed the the opener, and I liked the last match as well. I was mad. I was upset that Jade had like two seconds because the girl really didn't, couldn't showcase herself and she it was her debut but i guess that's when hap that's what happens when you're going to job to someone as you know big as uh, jade <laughs> but um i'm excited to see her and thunder rosa um they had a couple of little bumps that was you know a little wonky but of the overall i'm sure it probably looks different when you are on in in person more than on tv itself um but 
I'm excited to see them. She was good on the um the mic, <laughs> the uh, for commentator, uh, with uh um what's his name? <laughs> what's the guy that has the uh, FTR? Um, not not FTR, but what's his belt? With um, he's in Team. Oh, the FTW title, uh, Ricky. There you go, that one. Yeah, he was like them two going back and forth was was classic. So um, I really enjoyed um Rampage. Yeah, yeah. Thunder Rosa was coming off like the uh, spicy uh, Spanish auntie who yes, like, he was, yes, he was smacking yes. you across the head for yes, talking back yes. to her. I, yes. I, I, I was very much I happy. It. Yes, I was very much happy to have Thunder Rosa on my TV on a Friday night, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to her and Jay Cargill. But uh, Jensen, like you said, you were there live in Atlanta for uh, Rampage and Dynamite. What would be like the one takeaway that you would say that you got from be from actually being there live that might have not gone across on either Dynamite or Rampage during the taping? Dude, that's a really good question. Yeah. So, so, so the the crowd response to some of the stuff because I went back and watched some of it on TV uh, the next day, and we were a lot louder in person for a lot of the stuff than how it came across on TV. Like, for instance, uh, when Sting came out for his match, him and Darby, like the place was going nuts because, like, yeah. a or um, Sting, you know, that's Atlanta's Sting country. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> we got the roots with him in WCW, like all y'all the years back. So it's like it was cool to see that. Um, something that's really interesting that I think people need to, uh, take into account when they think about Cody Rhodes, because I'm a huge Cody fan. Um, most people know, and I'll just say it for everyone listening here. I went to high school with Cody. So like, I have like, I watched him from high school wrestling through OVW, through WWE, through now. So it's like, I'm, 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 I'm a biased Cody Rhodes fan, like admittedly, but, (laughs) but, but live. So you have to take into a few factors with, with, uh, this past week. It's in Atlanta. Cody's from Atlanta. So he, there's yeah. going to be a percentage of the crowd that, that's going to really cheer him no matter what. And then you have the crowd that's kind of like the cool thing to cheer Cody crowd. And, or sorry, boo Cody crowd. Yeah. And what I was hearing a lot of in the in the crowd, and I, I encourage people like go live to listen for this. Okay. Before Cody came out for his match, a lot of people in the crowd were asking the other people they're with, should we cheer or boo Cody? Like it wasn't like it, it, it wasn't it wasn't like a visceral like here he comes boo it was like hey we cheer a boo we cheer a boo and then it was like what's boo what's boo boo like so, so it's conflicted. It's it's on it's 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 on the site judgment like should we boo Cody should we not. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it was for a lot of the crowd. And it's one of those things where it's like, by the end of the night, because I know that it cut off not long after Cody did the, the spot into the table, yes. the flaming table and all that, which was incredible live, by the way. Right. I know it came across well on TV. But it's one of these things where, like, after that, the crowd was massively cheering Cody. And, like, it didn't come across as well on TV. Right. And then when the, right. Show, right. when the show went off the air... He's doing his his speech to the crowd. You know, I it's the best thing ever for me to be able to wrestle in front of my home crowd. Blah blah blah. And the place is going nuts. Like not one boo after what we had just seen, and they're going nuts. But the one thing I, I tweeted out from the show was that I thought was interesting that wasn't on TV was after the match, after Cody's speech, everyone's going crazy, just cheer, 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 cheer. Everyone's standing and you know going nuts. And he takes the golden shovel with him and walks it backstage. And I was like. Oh, he's gonna keep using this golden shovel thing. Yes, like, he like he's gonna be playing this. He, I think he is masterfully playing the the in between, like the the kind of like early two thousands John Cena role of like, yeah, I'm gonna give people a reason to boo me a little bit. The people that want to boo, I'm gonna give them some reasons to boo me, 
but like the people that like me, I'm giving them a lot of reasons to cheer me. So it's going to be a mixed bag until he kind of decides what to do. So I'd say, uh, I'd, I'd say those things. I'd also say that uh, Jade, she's from Atlanta. I've run into her in person nice. here in Atlanta before. I actually was looking for AEW action figures the other week and ran into an actual AEW wrestler, which I thought was like <laughs> the coolest thing ever. But, uh, but I, I think like Jade, she was very over too. Like her entrance, people were going pretty nuts. And I think she's going to be a massive star. Like I've, I've been on yeah. Jade Cargill's bandwagon pretty much since day one, just based off yeah. of her look and, and, yeah. and her yeah. athleticism. You can mm-hmm. tell she, and she's learning fast. It's one of those yeah. things. It's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that, you know, she isn't ready and she's green. The whole no. reason I think she's getting this big push is like, so be this way. If she becomes a T- TBS champion, she doesn't have to lose to Britt Baker and vice versa. You can keep yeah. both of them very strong and have Jade continue to learn in like mm-hmm. a in a prime position, be like the focus of an entire TV show potentially, and become a big star. So those are kind of my biggest takeaways. There, there's other stuff I'm sure I'll think of like as we're talking, but um, I'd say like the overness of Sting didn't come across as much as it was. The indecisiveness about whether or not to cheer Cody before the match was really <laughs> interesting to me, and then Jade Jade got a big reception for her entrance on Rampage. Very, very interesting notes from uh, the live the live expert here, Steven Jensen. And since you already brought up Dynamite, let's get into that. Uh, AEW Dynamite, they did their lowest rating since May with 861,000 viewers. Uh, like you, like Jensen just mentioned, Cody Rhodes defeated Andrade El Idio to win the Atlanta street fight with an avalanche reverse suplex through a flaming table. Look at that visual right there. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, that was set on fire by none other than his wife, Brandy Rhodes. Uh, Brian Danielson beat Allen Five Angels and challenged John Silver to face him in his hometown of Long Island next week. AEW also announced uh, Danielson and, uh, and Hangman at Winter is Coming on December 15th in two weeks. CM Punk defeated Lee Moriarty in what I thought was a brilliant contest uh, with MJF on commentary. After the match, we got another quality. Quality, uh, promo exchange not as good as the first one but still still good uh with mjf saying that he would put punk's dog larry to sleep uh <laughs> miss christy love what was your favorite part of aew we should also mention uh ruby soho defeating chris statlander to advance in the tbs women's championship tournament as well but uh christy what was your what was your highlight from dynamite this week the fact that those two men put themselves through a burning table and Brandy set it on fire. Because <laughs> I'm like, I turned my head like for a split second, I swear. I went to go get something. And then I seen Brandy just like pouring gasoline on <laughs> the table. I'm like, wait, where the heck did she come from? Um, but oh my, wow. Oh, yes. Look at that. Look at he that. Up the table, ladies and gentlemen, that black stuff. And, and it was pretty obvious that Cody had something on his back to prepare yes. for. Yes. It yes. wasn't obvious when you first saw it. Ooh. I just thought, oh my God. I just wow. thought he had a very bad sunburn uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the yeah. matchup. I just thought he had a very bad sunburn, but apparently it was like faint flame retarded stuff that he had on his back for the spot. Oh, to protect his skin. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It, it didn't wind up really working. Or at least it, like, I mean, at least, at least imagine if he didn't have that on, what it would have looked like. Because he was literally rolling around the ring on fire. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You saw, like, little specks on it. But on both of them, actually, they both had, like, little specks of the fire still on them. I'm surprised the um, referee couldn't see it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, when, when, we, Co- we, when Cody was was pinning Andrade, part of it fell off of on, him onto Andrade's yes. chest. Andrade's yes, trying to like yes, yes. yes. Andrade decided yes. to like pat him off yeah. as he's getting pinned. Like it was ridiculous. I was like, yo, he just wanted. He was like, how am I gonna top the last time we were in Atlanta when I did the moonsault off the huge cage, flaming right. table. Flaming, flaming table and it was it was amazing to see it was i'm like i know they're not really about to do this they really and they did it and then like you said that visual that picture you posted up is just like whoever's that screenshot is just magnificent like in air like just spot on but i'm, I'm sure it was like even better seeing it in person because tv tv was just like amazing so i know in person was just like wow it was pretty nuts like it, you know and it's one of those things too where you know brandy slides into the ring I don't know why she would need to be disguised, by the way. Like, she runs. I don't know either. (laughs) But, but, uh, when she came into the ring and she, like, took the mask off, (laughs) the immediate reaction for everyone just boo, (laughs) including including myself, because I'm a huge Cody Mark, but I'm not a Brandy fan. So, like, I'm really torn on on them on screen. And, and, but when when Brandy whipped out the lighter fluid, everyone turned it around. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> um, but in person that's such a crazy visual because you can feel the heat of the of the mm. fire from like the state similar to like when you go and like there's like pyro for an entrance pretty yeah. far away but you can still kind of feel it it was like that and like i i didn't know if i'm not blaming brandy or anything by the way for any of this but it was like she dows that thing with with fluid I so think like, she too much. much yeah yeah she might have and, and and that flame got really high so like yeah, i could see where i was sitting from that flame was almost like the same height at one point as them on the turnbuckles and i was like oh man they're gonna like because you could tell cody was gonna do the uh like the reverse suplex off of yeah. off the top and cody took pretty much the entire thing like andrade came mm-hmm. down kind of face first but like he landed on his feet and like rolled backwards Cody yeah. just flat back straight into it and just they just laid there for a second. Um, right. That's another thing too. Love him or hate him, whatever you want to say about Cody, I get all the difference in opinions on him. I totally get every side of the whole thing. But like when he does something like that, at least respect the guy for like going out there oh, and yeah. trying to like do something that's like rememberable and like even with like the flame retarded. Uh, pro- preparation they had for him like it clearly didn't do a whole lot because he like legitimately was rolling around on fire like that was that was unreal seeing that live and i'm glad that it came across well on tv because yeah uh, when i checked twitter it was just non-stop about cody going through the i was like all right but uh but yeah so so as you're saying chrissy yeah being there live it was it was pretty wild it was a pretty wild scene and once again very decisive just a whole bunch of people that didn't know whether to cheer or boo but at the end of the day like they're all making noise, and that I think yeah. is like the most important thing at right. the end of the day. Right. And you'd say the same thing about Cena back in the day. It's like at least people care. Like they're invested enough to to be involved right. in the right. show when they're on there. And and I think that, that 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 I think it accomplished a lot seeing seeing what they did on Wednesday. I think I think the key with Cody right now, why I think he's doing this character very very well, is he's not playing John Cena during the period of two thousand five through two thousand fifteen, pretty much. Uh, he's he's playing a specific John Cena. He's playing John Cena against Rob Van Dam at One Night Stand 2006. He's playing John Cena versus CM Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. He knows he's going to get the booze, and he's doing things to get more of them. 
but mm. he's not he's not totally basically shunning the fans and shunning the fans that do want to share him. So I, I like I like what he's doing right now. Uh, you know, it's been established on this show that I, I'm not the biggest Cody fan because he flipped me off at a Ring of Honor event back in 2017, <laughs> and I've held it against him ever since. I, I, I went back on it at All In. I forgive him, but then I came back on it when the Cody hate started this year because I was like, oh, this feels this this is a familiar vibe. I like this. <laughs> Man, if but, you bet you better never meet MJF in person, then man, because you will never cheer him if that's how you feel about about these guys. Like MJF, <laughs> the first time I met because MJF is like my favorite wrestler, yeah. And the first time I met him, I didn't know that he stayed in in character. And this is like five, four or five years ago. He was like one year into the business, and he looked. I went to shake his hand after a show, and no one was around. Like no one could have ever seen this. And he told me to go f myself right to my face like, with my like with my hand out, and I was like, I was like, what? And like I like I like I like, like, like went like to like leave, and then I saw him doing it to other people like when I was leaving, and then I, it clicked, and I was like, this guy's the best wrestler on the indie. This guy's like, actually staying in character. I, I I'm not used to seeing this because right. indies especially normally. Because you get to meet, there's there's so accessible like you know yeah. the intermissions. You can walk up and talk to them after the shows. They want to do podcasts and stuff. And like, I, and everyone, even the most the like, there's a guy like AC Mack here in the South, pretty big on the Indies, and he's like one of the worst heels in the game. But like when you meet him in person, he's the nicest guy in the world. Like that's how most of them are. Yeah. MJF does not care. Like no. MJF will literally he'll make you pay for an autograph eight by ten. And then have Wardlow sign it right in front of your face and hand it to you, like what? he even signed it himself. Yeah, it's it's but it's so funny. <laughs> as long as you can take it as like you know being a fan and like accepting it for like and, it, and accept it for what he's doing, but at the same time, like you were saying, SP three, I was like, I don't know if you met MJF or not, but like don't take that to heart. Still, still, still root for the dude because what I think what he's doing is incredible. Someone in the yes. chat mentioned it. You know, I I was raised Jewish, and I I really I love the 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 Hanukkah suit he's wearing. It's so oh yes. <laughs> yes, yes, that was amazing. <laughs> that was so funny. The guy's the man. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Yes, happy Hanukkah, to everyone. <laughs> we got a couple of comments here. We got. I love it. Um, we got uh, Alan Weinstein saying Rampage was good. Some people are being hard on Sammy's title reign, but I really liked Sammy versus uh, Tony. I think Sammy Guevara's title reign's been going well so far. I think they they're going back to more of the Cody the Cody original run where he's doing more of like the open challenges. I don't know about you guys. What about you, Miss Chrissy Love? Um, I like it. Um, I'm. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Um, he. We need a baby face that can like do these things right now. Um, so I don't think his run is bad at all. I think it is um good. So, um, I hope we can see him do more open challenges and give other guys more ways to showcase themselves, especially like that 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 mid not mid card, but that those guys in his like weight range or whatever. Those like uh. What, what, not cruiserweights. I don't want to use that word. Well, like, like the you... Tony Nieces of the world, the Bobby right, Fish, the right. Jay Lethals, the guys that he's uh, versed that might not get a lot of opportunities on Dynamite Correct. and Rampage regularly. Right, exactly. So th have them do these opening matches or even like they close. he closed out one, one what was it, Dynamite, I believe? Yeah, um, the, the match with Lethal. So yeah, so yeah. I, I think this is actually really good for these guys to like be showcasing like 
do like crazy pop off moves off the, the ropes and everything like that. I'm, I'm loving it. And I love that he keeps wearing the Diamond Dallas Page tape around his his um his ribs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bills Mafia SDF says, uh, so happy for Nice to turn some heads. Nice worked his ass off in two oh five for nothing, basically. Uh Jensen, what would what would be your like best memories or best matches that you've seen from Nice over on two oh five? So it's Pinpoint specific matches is tough. I have to think about that. But like towards the end of his run, they were having really good. It was like so Tony Nice and Ari Davari, I think, were like the backbones of 205 Live for like a while. They were the guys who were just kind of always put put there, but they were more so they always kept like an upper tier spot there, almost kind of like they were gatekeepers of of the of the brand. I know Nice yeah. was the champion at one point, but that was like a while back. And you know, it's unfortunate because that's a whole other, we can have a whole podcast on just kind of 205 Live and like kind of almost like the death sentence that it's become because like yes. all these guys, and all these wrestlers I like, you know, because, but but my point to answer your question though, SP3 would be, I really like the stuff they were doing towards the end of Nice's run where it was Nice and Navari wrestling guys like uh, Anthony Henry and, Ar- and um, Alex Zane, like that kind of stuff. Where they're really helping put over the next generation of wrestlers. Unfortunately, all those wrestlers pretty much got released. So, like, yeah. So, but, but I, I think that Nice and Navari, honestly, I'd like to see them tag more. They, they are a really, really good tag team. And I think that they, and, but they're, they're versatile. And I think this is like one of the best compliments I can give to a tag team is when both guys are, are great in the team, but they're equally as good separately. So you can do a lot there. Like you can have individual singles runs, but also go back to the tag team when you want to go for tag titles. We don't have to like turn on each other. You just have an allegiance yeah. with someone else that you team well with. So like, I uh, so I'd, I'd say that my my fondest memories of Nice would probably be you know his cruiserweight title run. Um, but then like the more recent would be kind of his tag team stuff with Davari, especially against the younger guys like uh, the former Ari Sterling and Asher Hale that are you know. Anthony Henry and, uh, and Alex Zane. Yeah, I liked his stuff when he was uh, had his little partnership with uh, Buddy Murphy on 205 Live. And his, uh, I think he had a really good matchup with uh, Mustafa Ali over on uh, 205 Live as well. So Tony Nese, yeah, he's a guy that he definitely showed a lot in that matchup with uh, Sammy Guevara on Rampage this week. Uh, we got Frantic World here with us saying that street fight was crazy and good. Definitely agree there. Uh, Dion Chua saying not the dog. Yes. Uh, what do you What do you think, Chrissy? About there's certain fans that are saying that CM Punk and MJF. Yes, the first week was good, but they're already over a lot of the elements. There's been some chatter and discourse on social media of certain fans that says that the MJF style of the low hanging fruit is not as good as Punk's exchanges with Eddie Kingston. What do you think? <laughs> You can't make everyone happy. Everyone is not going to be excited. Like, you know, everyone has to nitpick at something. You, you can't, you, we've never had anything where it was like everyone was all on the same accord. Everyone is all on the same page. So you, it's like, damn if you do and damn if you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, one week was like fire. I'm not, you know, the next week was good. We're not going to have like fire things every f- week. Like, let it build up. Like, give us something. Like, we're not going to have everything to be exciting from the first day on and on and on. Because then it's like, okay, we've excited now. When the match comes, I'm like, all right, now it's like, it's, 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 it's the, the, the promos and the, and the confrontation back and forth made it hyper than the match, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I so, understand. You know, you, 
So you can't make everyone happy. Like, okay, it's just only the second week. Like, you know, give it time. Like, we're, we we want to have this build up to be excited for this big match that they're going to have, which they're going, you know, I hope that they kill. So you know, of course, everyone is going to chat. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't like it. Like, everyone's you you're not going to have someone that be like, everyone's not going to be happy. Like, look how you like they don't even know what to do with Cody. You know, same same shit. <laughs> You know what I'm no, you're, saying? Like, you're, you're completely <laughs> right about that. Like, because that's the thing. In in when it comes to AEW, you can unironically say let it play out because they actually have like payoffs to all of this stuff. Like, and when you say it about the WWE, it's like people, you know, it's like people think you're, you know, talking trash because it's like let it play out, and then like that person's not even on the show two months from the time you say <laughs> right. it. Right. So, so you know, so so it's like. Um, but like in AEW, you can let it play out, and that's what I'm doing with MJF and uh, and Punk. Like, and like you right. just said, Chrissy, like you, you can't, you can't, um, you can't expect people to, like that's like expecting a baseball player to hit a home run every time that they bat. Like, you know, right. oh, they hit it, they hit a triple, but it wasn't a home run. It's like right, no triple. <laughs> like, you know, like so, um, you know, I think I don't know if they can top two weeks ago on, on promos, that was one of the best like 20 minute segments of like non wrestling right, wrestling right. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and the big takeaway for that for me was I went into that promo with the kind of the opposite mindset. I think most fans had, because I think most fans watching that were going into it going, can MJF hang with punk on the mic? And I was going right. into going, can punk hang with MJF on the mic? I, I was too. I was you know? too. I was too. And it wasn't until like the first couple of lines, I felt like this was the first time that we we felt like MJF knew he was in a big moment. Because he didn't feel as confident as he usually does in in those type of situations against Punk. But I totally right. agree with you. I went in with the mind state. Can Punk still live up to that, to his old past and live up to what MJF's going to do? Yeah, because there's so many elements of truth in the stuff they're saying. Like MJF having, like growing up with CM Punk posters on his wall in his bedroom and like, the, the picture that's viral of the two of them together and, and an autograph signing when MJF's a little kid. And, uh, and of course, you know, I'm a huge fan of MMA. And so like, I've been very critical about CM Punk's UFC run. And I've been mm -hmm. waiting for somebody to bring that up. Cause like we're yeah. watching this show where like Dan Lambert and American top team are bringing in like Andre Arlovsky and Junior Santos and, and Jorge Masvidal. And like, you got guys like Jake Hager and Wardlow doing these like MMA, like that cage yeah. match thing they did. And it's like, there's like all this, all these MMA elements. Paige Van Zandt's been getting really over and this stuff, but they don't, they, they don't talk about punk. And it's like, the reason they don't is because his, his UFC run was like so embarrassing that they can't, Yeah, they, they want CM Punk to come across as a badass, but if they're referring to his UFC run and people go look into that, they're just going to see him getting just destroyed by these guys. One of the guys that beat him in a fight, I have to, I have to make this really clear. <laughs> the, the second guy CM Punk fought in the UFC was a guy they had to go find outside of the company who had lost the original fight to, to fight CM Punk. The guy was like basically a journalist and photographer with like very little training, and he was still so much better than CM Punk. He held him down in the in the octagon and tickled him, like it. Like I'm not even kidding. Like like it was so one. It was like the second worst fighter of all time completely destroyed him. But the reason, 
the, the, but the, but the, re- the reason I bring this up, though, is because, like, as a fan that saw all this, you know, I'm sitting here watching the show and, like, Punk's on commentary for Rampage talking about people that aren't defending rear naked chokes and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you can't defend a rear naked choke. Like, I think it's, like, it's, it's, it's a weird hearing. So for, for MJF to finally be like, you know, this is going to be more embarrassing than their UFC career, whatever he said, I was like, thank you. Like, somebody, like, if anyone was going to say it, MJF did. And and CM Punk's always going to have the trump card of, you know, well, I fought people for real. What what, what about you? You know what I mean? Because right, yeah. he does. He he got some big balls to fight in the UFC. I'm never going to take away like the respect I have for him doing it. It's just the actual performance was. Is what we really need. It, it is an umpire. Yeah. Right. Like like would he kick my ass? Absolutely. Like I'm not talking trash about <laughs> the dude. I'm just saying like it is what it is. And as a and as a fan of both, the fact that no one has has mentioned this yet until MJF. I was waiting for someone to do it, and he finally did. Um, so that that back and forth, I thought there were just so many good elements to that, and they just you just can't do that every week. It's just impossible yeah. to go out there and have that every single week. Now there were people out there that were like, "Are they going too far by mentioning the dog and all this stuff?" And it's like, is it a little weird and uncomfortable hearing that stuff? Sure, but like I also lived through the attitude era where they were feeding dogs to their when they their actually so, fed a dog yeah. to to so to the owner like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I have my threshold for this type of stuff is very very high. They're very hypocritical. Exactly. Very hypocritical. You can't say, "Oh, you can't do it now" when they did it like how many years ago? Like stop it. It's Everyone, the same people that say they want the attitude era back all the time. Right. It's it's the, yeah. the, 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 the what is what's happening right now in the world. Like everyone is just like on we have to walk on eggshells and we got to just like watch what we say about things and people's feelings and shit like that. So that's just where that all stems from. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's like, if you're going to be that sensitive about that type of stuff, wrestling might not be for you, because, like, you want characters like MJF on the show. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you want villains out there that, like, actually generate legitimate heat. Like, you know, because then that's, that's when people go buy tickets to either cheer to see the dude win or cheer, or cheer to see the dude get his ass kicked. I mean, yeah. and CM Punk is such a perfect matchup because of all the things we've already said. And then on top of it, the match itself is gonna is definitely gonna deliver. Like we have we have a really great match to look forward to. So, um, and then there's also a lot of doubt of like who's gonna win, which I love in wrestling too. Like when I go into mm. something really not knowing who's gonna win, but being totally cool with either outcome because I'm a fan of both people. So like yeah. you know, I so I think this has all been set up great. Um, was last week's promo as good as the previous week? No, it wasn't. But we also have plenty of time to like keep you know putting this into the next to the next level yeah. before they actually wrestle so yeah and I'm a, the story I'm a fan. the story they're trying to tell in the ring this week helped out Lee Moriarty he got to have a star making performance that near fall on the Pepsi right. twist was <laughs> I, I I bid on that because I popped because I know because I got to interview Lee Moriarty so I know how big of a fan he is of CM Punk so I know that was a dream come true for him so I was very happy to see that performance for him so I think anyone is, is just excited to just be in the ring with CM Punk because I'm sure all of them all everyone in that locker room has like watched him so like to even just have like a few seconds with him is just like oh my god I just got to speak to him you know it's like it's it's like it's. I think it's just like that. It's just like teaching moments like that. Like you know, who who would have thought that 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 young man would have been like, yo, one of the guys I grew up on. I get to now be in the ring when he gets to help me. You yeah. know, be better. Yeah. Sign yeah. me up. Like <laughs> sign me up. Like come on. A hundred percent. And and I think it's cool that the story they're telling, 
because there's there's a portion of the fan base, and honestly, I think a lot of the people that say what I'm about to say really don't like really follow AEW weekly. They might just tune in occasionally, or maybe only yeah. since guys like Punk and Danielson came over, so their perspectives just different. Lo- yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, so so they see Punk and they're like, man, he looks out of shape. They're talking about how gassed he is. Like that's the story. The story of this whole thing is CM Punk hasn't wrestled in seven years, and he's going in there and barely beating these new wrestlers mm-hmm. and eventually one of these guys is going to get him and it's right. it well be mjf maybe but what could it potentially be like you know a wardlow or like a ricky starks or like somebody who like is up and coming because because yeah. you know and, and the thing with lee moriarty is i'm a i'm a massive fan of his i love his his independent his independent run um and and he does the pepsi twist regularly in his movie yep. So it's something where, like, he didn't just steal CM Punk's move in this match. Like, that was almost like CM Punk handing the move to him, I felt like. Like, yeah. ooh, you, you countered me, and you hit me with my own move. Like, you, you can use that for now. You, you got you it. I mean? You like, got it. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a great match. And there was people in the crowd around me that – there was a few people that knew Lee, but not a whole lot. But by the end of the match, everyone was like, you know, Lee, 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 mm-hmm. Lee. Like, everyone was like, oh, got, like they, were, they were all ready to see him again. You know what I mean? So Nice. Um, so, yeah, it, it accomplished everything it needed to. Like, it helped. AEW is fantastic about getting people over even when they're losing. And that's, yeah. you know, that's a good example of it. And the four pillars are another example. Well, except for MJF, but all the other pillars took major losses in the first year before they started getting their push. So it's something that everybody has to go exactly, through. Exactly, exactly. In AE, yep. AEW. We got a comment here from Alan Weinstein saying, MJF suit was the MVP of Dynamite. My big Jew heart was warm and full. <laughs> Two Jews both and being Jews. <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll say it. it. I'll say it. As a member of the tribe, MJF is King Jew currently. So he is. <laughs> he is. He is definitely. He like gro- growing up. All we really like. So growing up, when I was young, all we had was Barry Horowitz, who was just the perennial jobber, the guy who went out with the star of David. Who on came Jesus. out? Who came out to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they made him like just the like the stereotypical like Jew, but he couldn't wrestle. And he always lost. So then when I got older, we had Bill Goldberg. And it was like, here we are. Time's finally coming. Like, we, we, finally, we got we to got do. Who never loses. But, like, but he, like, wasn't good in the ring. And, like, eventually that kind of caught up to him. Yeah. Now it's, like, MJF's, like, 24 years old. And he's already incredible. And he's still probably, like, three or four years away from even being in his prime for yes. real. Like, that's, like... I know he's like this dastardly heel that like you shouldn't look up to from like the like a character sense. But if you're a, if you're a fan and you're Jewish and you want some Jewish representation, like we're gonna have a lot of it because MJF's gonna be a main level, a main event level guy for like the next decade plus probably. So like I'm I'm very happy to have MJF representing us, even though he's such a piece of trash on the on the TV screen and and outside of it, you know, unfortunately. But see, MJF represents Alan, represents Jensen, represents me and Chrissy being a New Yorker. See, MJF yep. is for the people. He is for the people. Uh, we got a question here for Chrissy Love. Uh, does Brandy's new arson persona give us new storylines for the reality show? Because uh, Jensen, if you haven't been aware, on True Hill Heat over the last couple of weeks, we've been pitching TV shows for different networks. So we came up with Married to Wrestling, a reality show based on uh, wrestling wives. Uh, it's just it's starring uh, Rebby Hardy, uh, Randy Orton's uh, wife Kim Hart, Kim Orton, 
as well as uh, Brandy Rhodes and a few a few others. We're going to take her away from Rhodes to the top. So does the new arson gimmick join the reality show, Chrissy? Um, I think it would be great to show on her on the show with the girls. They could talk about it at like you know one of the birthday parties or at like lunch. Like, hey, girl, I seen you on TV with the um. What did it? How did it feel? Was it really really hot? Does it it seem like it was? I can see that at the you know at the the brunch table when they're all out at brunch. You know what I'm saying? So I can definitely see this being one of a part of one of the storylines. So I, uh, yeah, we can put that in the show for sure. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Very nice, very nice. My, my, my favorite one that we came up with, Jensen, though, I don't know if you know Jared Bailey. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we came up with a new, a new uh, teen soap opera. It's called Hooked, Hooked on Love, starring Hook, starring <laughs> Jared Bailey in a love triangle with, uh, uh, no, it's a, it's a love rectangle with two other uh, females. But first it starts off as a love triangle, then another bad girl comes into it, and seduces uh, uh, Jared Bailey because he's the good he's the good guy. Hook's the bad yeah. boy. Hook's so, the bad so, one. Yep. So Jared has to be the good guy. Which is that'd Tyler. be tough, man. Like you got to compete with Hook out there in the world. Like I mean, <laughs> I I wouldn't want to be Hook. Just stands around looking all tough with his arms crossed and chips just <laughs> right. Going, yeah, and he's just eating his chips. Yeah. Just eating <laughs> his chips and his wife beating. Yeah. Now now Dante Martin's dipping his hand in that chip bag. Um. <laughs> but uh, uh, uh Romeo, I, I like that. As if uh, Mount Rushmore wrestling Jews, that's a great yes, question. Yes, yes, to, we got to go to Jensen on this one. I'd have to really think about it, but like MJF's already there for me. Like I'm such a like, but also keep in mind, I watched him for like four years pre AEW too. So like by the time yes. he got an AEW, I was already a fan. Um, Bill Goldberg, you have to put on there. I feel like you got to put Barry Horowitz, even though like I said, like he was a jobber, but like he's like. He probably should be in the WWE Hall of Fame, to be honest. Like, because he's so yeah, memorable. He yeah, yes. he's, he's, probably, he's probably the the second most memorable jobber outside of like the Brooklyn Brawler and mm-hmm, Heath Slater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Sure. Um, and then I think Randy Savage was Jewish, but he wasn't like a Jewish character um, right. of any kind. If that makes I, sense, I would I would say Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana is definitely in that conversation, especially if you narrow it to indie wrestling. He's definitely like the top. Well, like in like the history of independent wrestling for sure wow. um but yeah that's 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 who i'd kind of go i mean randy savage is one of my top three favorite wrestlers of all time like in history um yeah. and i think i think he was jewish so i'm i, I gotta put him on there for sure um but yeah i guess i'd go man maybe i'd go cabana over horowitz maybe i don't know i definitely have mjf goldberg and, and savage oh i'm sorry paul Heyman, romeo put that of course paul Heyman. yeah you gotta put there you paul go. on there there you um, go so that'd be my four mjf goldberg Heyman, savage. this is amazing yeah, <laughs> you're, no. you're learning you're learning all this today chrissy this is amazing this is wow i love this <laughs> we got one last comment here from uh tope suicida <laughs> who says mjf is frustrating for me because i think he believes he needs to do the low-hanging fruit stuff in order to keep heat when the audience is smart enough that they'll still boo the better heel act so what do you think about that? I mean, I, I do think that he he does do it a lot and more than he needs to because he is that good. He doesn't need to do the low-hanging fruit as often as yeah. he does. So I can understand where Tope Suicida is coming from. Yeah, I, I think part of it's calculated on his part, though. Like, I think he knows when things are going to come across as annoying 
You know what I mean? Like, I think he does certain things. Like, he knows it's low-hanging fruit, and he knows people are going to be like, that's not that good. But, like, he does it because, like, he gets yeah. other people's skin. You know, like, because we're dealing with a lifelong wrestling fan. I'm sure everyone's seen the Rosie O'Donnell thing when he's sitting there going, Goldberg and The Rock is his favorite wrestlers. Goldberg and The Rock. By the way, you should hear Max Caster's song where he samples MJF singing You Are My Sunshine. Wow, I bet that's great. At his concert in Minneapolis, he did it. I was like, this is awesome. They were over, too. They were on Dark Elevation on Wednesday, and... The claim over big time, um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, I guess just at the end of the day, MJF, I, yeah, he goes for low hanging fruit, but like that's part of him being a heel. I think at the end of the day, like I, I, I think he knows when things are gonna be lame. I think he knows when things are gonna really hit. I know when he's gonna really. He knows when it's gonna cut deep on people, and he just kind of picks and chooses where he's gonna kind of what what spots he's gonna hit. I feel like. I agree with you there. Uh, we got a super chat donation here from the Negro Bug, hey. Mick Jackson, saying, quick run in from work. Much love, Sid and Chrissy. Much love to you, Nick. Nick, Nick and Happy Top Guy JJ been having to work uh, lately on a Saturday. We, we've missed you guys. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to say, this is um between last weekend and this weekend. This is uh, Top Guy JJ's weekends for the holidays, man. Absolutely. About to make that money. I'm about to call him up, get my family some gifts. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> but yes, we got to talk about what else we missed this week. Uh, yes, that means we got to talk about WWE, folks. Uh, Smackdown, oh, yeah. was, Smackdown was last night. Uh, you had Brock Lesnar making his return, and he persuaded uh, Sami Zayn to cash in his Universal uh, Championship title shot on the show instead of at day one in a very entertaining opening segment, in my opinion. Uh, yes. Brock then beat down Zayn, uh, helping Roman win later on in the night. Uh, Roman beat Sami Zayn in 18 seconds. Yes, the final 30, <laughs> the final 30, Sami the Zayn final is so much 30 minutes. The final 30 minutes of SmackDown had 18 seconds of professional of wrestling. wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we did a tally, me, Rick Uccino, and Dutch Mantel. SmackDown had 16 minutes of total wrestling action on 85 minutes of on-air television without... Are you serious? Yes, it did. Uh, Kofi Kingston also made his return, and uh, New Day challenged the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles at day one. Again? Oh, come on. You also had... You also had Sasha Banks defeat Shayna Baszler in a very good opener. You also had uh, Tony Storm got revenge on uh, Charlotte Flair for pieing her by pieing her in the face. Yes, pies are over in 2021, and Naomi will finally get her match with Sonya Deville next week on SmackDown. Miss Chrissy Love. Something... Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Miss Chrissy Love, what did you think about the whole Brock Lesnar angle leading to Sami Zayn losing in 18 seconds? Which popped Steven Jackson. Is so much... <laughs> <laughs> well, Sammy Zane is so much I, better I, than this. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, you can go. Go ahead. It's fine. I was just saying I was laughing so hard because I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown all year. So like I like I, when, <laughs> when, when you just said that, I was like, Oh, that's what happened last night. That's like I watched I watched uh GCW and something on IWTV last night. Like I watched two wrestling shows and caught up on Rampage that I've already seen. Completely forgot SmackDown even happened. That's how disconnected I am <laughs> off that product. So, like, when you just said that, I was like, wait, last night Sami Zayn got beaten 18, so, oh, man, that's 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 rough. Oh. So I just didn't even I just didn't even know until you said that. That's why I laughed so hard. 
I'm here for you. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm about to say you. You sh- it, it, your laugh was very. It was rifle. It was. It needed to be. It had to. It had to be done because last night's episode was laughable. It was. It was really. It, no matter of fact, it was really sad. And like you said, I didn't even count that we had. They had so many segments. And mind you, I came in at the like the last hour. I didn't even. I missed the first hour of it. So. I'm not surprised, like when you said, oh, I only had a few, only like what eight to twenty minutes of wrestling for a whole how two hour show. Sixteen minutes, to be exact. <laughs> to be exact, I know you rounded up, but sixteen minutes of wrestling. Sixteen minutes. Okay, fine. In now, comparison, in comparison, the opener of Rampage, Sammy, uh, Sammy Guevara and Tony Nese, won about thirteen minutes. Okay, see, what I'm saying that they, like, you, you can, <laughs> and that's an hour show. That's an hour show. So I don't, I can't understand why we can't get the, I, Sami Zayn deserves so much better than this. Not, like I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I know he's not going to win and beat Roman, but like give Sami Zayn a break though. Like put him on the list of people so he can go to like, just, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, we know Brock Lesnar is going to go at day one. Are we really, so what's the Royal Rumble? Are we not having that? I'm confused. End, I think it's the end of January. Yeah, they, they might want to be the beginning oh, so of February of ha- this year. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's do it. Um, fine. So now we have to have day one. But yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Um. Yeah, we already knew. I didn't know how they were gonna get Brock to do it, but okay, I, I'm here for the story. But you know, whatever. Hey, I did actually mention that Romeo, you weren't listening. I said Brock helped Roman Reigns win by laying out Sami Zayn before the match. That's what I said. Yeah, that's that. how. Yeah. That's how Roman won in 18 seconds. You gotta listen, right. man. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so over on Raw, they did uh, 1.678 million viewers. Uh, Kevin Owens beat Big E by disqualification thanks to interference from Seth Rollins, which causes <laughs> Owens to inject have- himself. Huh? Do we have a picture of Seth Rollins from Monday? I mean, w- come on, amazing. We probably do, but baby Seth has to find it. I, I don't know. I need glasses. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Not that it was already in the rotation. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, KO is now in a triple threat match with Big E and Seth Rollins at day one for the WWE Championship. Edge made his return to the WWE and was confronted by the returning Miz and Maurice, who the rated R superstar. There? Huh? Why was Maurice even there? Because she, said, she, no, she, she said two seconds. She had two she, things. She said she was not. She usually killer. she usually shows up when they wanna they wanna put something behind. They wanna do something with the Miz that's important. They usually bring back right. the Maurice because that's show. the only time that we care about the Miz. It seems. But yes, Miz and Maurice returned, and uh, the Radio R superstar said that uh, he is just setting up for his next dance competition and leave his tag team partner high and dry to get released. But that wasn't the only reference to releases on Monday Night Raw, as Liv Morgan said that Becky Lynch's inflated contract is the reasons her friends were released during her contract signing with Becky for next week's Raw Women's title match. Uh, Jensen, I know you're not too pivy to WWE at the moment, but what do you think about them using references to releases on television? I don't know. I mean, it it's... It's an interesting decision to make, considering, like, more coming. So, like, I mean, I shouldn't say releases, but, like, I mean, like, people were talking about, like, I don't expect Kevin Steen to be in the company much longer and stuff. And we're going to be talking about more people. That's what Seth Rollins is doing now. Okay. 
Um, um, that's, that's not the outfit, but you know, that's a good one. He's he's upgraded yeah, he his jackets a- from the last one he had. Like, I don't know who's the stylist for him right now, but well, it's, spot it's on. Becky's, it's Becky's stylist is basically... Uh... Wonderful. I am so happy because I've been talking trash from the last, his last run with the black jacket. I was like, who, like, why? It doesn't match the persona. Like, it's not matching the look. Like, get it together. So now, she has now come back. And he's on rotation in the payroll to get better outfits. So now every week he either has like a big fur jacket or he has like this banging suits and horrible uh, Elton John glasses. But it looks good because it goes with the look. It's just like obscene. But it's, <laughs> it goes with the gimmick. So that's thank you. Whoever heard me, you answered my prayers. That's all I need to say. There you go. Um, I've always liked Seth Rollins as a performer. I just haven't seen a whole lot of him since he's like changed uh, his whole his whole drip that I'm, uh, drip god stuff I'm seeing on uh, Twitter. But like, it's great. I I, I uh, you know day one is here in Atlanta. Um, I completely refused to buy tickets, but some somebody. <laughs> So somebody that was me for Survivor Series. I swear to you, that was me for Survivor Series. Well, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm hope like I, I told I have a I have a good friend that works for uh for State Farm Arena who like you know which is where they're gonna be and they were like this thing is not selling like if you just want some free tickets like like that won't be a problem and I was like I mean if they're if they're good tickets or tickets that like include like free food of some kind like I'll probably go. Um, Do it. But, that, but that's what it takes. Whereas on the flip side, it's like I'm going to Terminus on September on uh, January September on January 18th, it 16th <laughs> or 18th. It's a Thursday. But like I'm going to Terminus, which is like you know an indie show here in Atlanta. The John- Jonathan Gresham, Baron Black, and like I'm pumped for that. But like WWE comes to town, like I don't even care. AEW's here. I go. I drive a half hour to get to the show. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. Like you and know that's the part, that that part. Yeah, it's it's rough because like I want to get pumped up to like watch the yeah. WWE or whatever, but I just, I just, it just is what it is. And then once again, I, I'd take way too long to explain kind of where, why I am where I'm at with them. But like, as you answer your question, SP3, like, I don't necessarily have an issue, I guess, with them referencing releases, but they're going to just get a lot of egg on their face when like the same people making these comments aren't even in the company, like once or a year from now or something because they're just going to continue yeah. to to bleed talent you know so mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. um it, it just it just kind of i don't know it's just kind of weird i don't know i don't really don't know i really don't know how i feel about it it's very very weird and uh there was reports that a couple of uh it was actually sean russap on the fightful uh raw review who said that he spoke to numerous people including a current wwe superstar who thought the comments were in bad taste so i can't say they're not because they definitely are uh we'll see here's the the thing at the end of the day like regardless of what my opinion or any of our three opinion are like it's a totally different thing to be in the company and having these opinions because that's right. going to completely change your morale and your outlook on, on what's going on. And like, so it really matters what they think about it for sure. And if that's, if that's the case for talent backstage, like I would say not to, not to do it anymore. Cause you don't want to, you're already in a position where a lot of your talent wants to leave. Like don't keep giving them more reasons to want out. To exactly. want out. Yep. That's it. That part. Totally agree. Uh, last bit of what we missed, NXT 2.0. They did uh, 637,000 viewers. Braun Breaker defeated Johnny Gargano in a ladder match to win the War Games Advantage for Team 2.0 on Sunday, as well as... You know Kaylee. who's going to win this match? 
I'm sorry. Kaylee Ray <laughs> beat uh, Dakota Kai in a ladder match to win the War Games advantage for Team Shirai for the Women's War Games over on Impact on Access TV. Matt Cardona pinned uh, Moose in a tag team main event of Moose and W. Morrissey versus Matt Cardona and Eddie Edwards. Uh, Scott Demore after the match uh, made it that it's going to be W. Morrissey versus Moose versus Matt Cardona for the Impact World Title at Hard to Kill following W. Morrissey turn on Moose after the tag team main event and we saw the union of the inspiration and the influence as a stable of sorts which should be entertaining for sure couple of comments that we got here we got uh Romeo saying I looked it up Savage's mom was Jewish but he was raised Catholic you lost one Steven <laughs> oh, we lost. We lost. We lost, we lost a member of the tribe to to, to Catholicism. Um, I, I, would, I, 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 I will. I will say this. In all, in all honesty, my like my current like without getting too deep, I, I lean a bit more kind of agnostic nowadays. Like in kind of like my views, I, I'm 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 very big on like the I don't know one way or another kind of yeah. thing. Mm. But like, mm. but I was but I was raised Jewish and I was bar mitzvah. And like my mother, you know, was Jewish. She passed away when I was younger, but she was she was very very into into it. So I keep I keep part of it. And that's kind of yeah. where, right, and that's kind of with uh. With, with Judaism, I honestly think some of it's just kind of in your blood. Like, whether you convert or not, like, you're kind of born into it one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but it sounds like we lost Savage. But hey, may, I'll, 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 I'll keep I'll, I'll keep hope alive that he was still a little, a little bit Jewish in there. <laughs> he's a little, he's a little bit. He got a little bit of it. You know. And by the way, I want I want to make it clear, like anyone's religious beliefs, like I'm totally like whatever you want to believe, like you know what I'm saying. Like I, I think people yeah. should just do whatever works for them, do whatever right. makes you happy, whatever makes you have a good life. I'm not saying it's right or wrong to be any of these specific religions. I'm just want to throw that out there, like. Do do what makes you happy and what you think makes you kind of have a better life. You know that's all. That's kind of where I'm at with all of it. So, one hundred percent agree with you. There we got uh, Bills Mafia STF saying I believe SRS said Sammy's entrance on SmackDown was at nine nine twenty eight and the bell rang at nine fifty six. Tells you all about the pacing over on Friday Night SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Dion Chua says pies, eggs, bunnies, and zombies. What a year! Yes, a year in the. Oh. Oh my God! You're right. Who had the eggs, though? Ah, uh, that was oh, the, the egg, like Survivor the Series, egg. the gold egg, about the, Cle that. the Cleopatra's egg that Vince had. <laughs> um, Bill's Mafia STF says FTR and Pack, uh, FTR versus Pack and Penta was almost 19 minutes. So one match on Rampage was longer than all the matches on SmackDown. Well, go figure. That's, a wrestling yeah. show with wrestling on it. I mean. What a weird like, concept. I know. Whoa. It seems so, like, it, it isn't. That's the thing. Like, the AEW isn't doing. I mean, I love AEW. It's my favorite company. Like, I have no problem saying it. But, like, like, what, like anyone who complains about this kind of stuff or, like, com or compares the companies or whatever, it's like, one's a wrestling show, one's an entertainment show. Like, all you have to do is right. look at the amount yeah. of wrestling on each show. Yeah. Like, they're two totally different things at this point. So. 100% agree with you there like yeah it, it is they're they're going for two different audiences as yes. well yeah, I think yeah that's something that pe not a lot of people want to acknowledge a lot of times and it's fine that they do that it's totally fine that yeah. they do that like watch like Tony Khan says watch your wrestling watch whatever wrestling you like similar to the thing I just said about religion whatever you like do it like don't let other people who don't like it influence you not to do it you know I, I've never once ever said not to watch WWE Raw I don't watch it but like that doesn't mean you shouldn't so, like, same kind of thing. Like, if you're into what the WWE does and you really like it, 
keep watching it if you if, if you like but multiple companies you watch multiple companies like become the best advice i can give any wrestling fan i talk about it on the weekend or often become a fan of wrestlers themselves and then follow mm -hmm. them where they go and if you're not a fan of like the wwe maybe it's, it's you know maybe you don't see a whole lot of you know kevin owens or seth rollins the guys that you like but like there's still so many other people that you can watch elsewhere and then still you know i tune into wwe once a month for the pay-per-views and I, I, I'm way more able to enjoy the product because I watch it once a month. All the video packages catch me up on all the storylines before every match. And, <laughs> yeah. then... and, and this is this is one thing that I've been I've been saying a lot on A Ramble, and I'll say it here. WWE, I will say, 100% does a better job of putting out a television show that's for laps fans for fans that aren't watching week to week because for someone who watches week to week like myself i'm generally annoyed by the number of recaps that they have but sure. that's yeah. not for me yeah. that's for someone who's not watching the product week to week that is just watching it for the first time they understand what the hell is going on so i totally agree with steven with jensen that when you watch the pay-per-views, that's all they have. They have a recap of how we got to the match, and then you get the match. And you get the, some of the best wrestlers in the world in WWE. So that's mm -hmm. a much healthier way for your mental health to watch WWE than yeah. watching it week to week. And I say that, and I said, like I said, WWE does a much better job for laps fans than AEW. AEW, you need to watch week to week to know what the hell is going on. WWE, not so much. So that's the big. They give thing. a recaps on SmackDown for Raw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Two different brands but that were fighting for brands. That they yeah. were fighting for brand supremacy like last week, and now yeah. you're recapping their show. Why do we have a draft? Like, I don't understand. Why do we have this? Like, if you're going to tell me what happened on Raw, like, and then you tell me what happened on SmackDown, like, it, the, this, the point is, it's, it's pointless. That means people are clearly not watching the shows, and you want me to now understand but now, what but happened. Now, but now you honestly can say, oh, I just have to watch SmackDown because I know I'm right, going to get the right, recap that's... of Raw. So, exactly, you, exactly. you know, making like... it easier. Like 205 Live, half the show is like a recap from something from Raw. Also, I mean, they're constantly show replaying the same stuff. But I honestly think, and once again, I'm not saying this is a, a bad thing or wrong. I'm just saying, like, this the way that they film Raw and SmackDown at this point is specifically for video packages. Like, they're yeah. like they're doing yeah. stuff so that they can put together packages for pay per views. Like, so, so if you're watching the pay per view, there's really all you need to watch because, like, everything that mattered up until that point is going to be shown to you on the pay per view. So, like, and I'm totally with you all about the brand split. I've been saying that for years. Like, that I don't, I don't think the brand split it. is a terrible idea. Yep. Um, I, I hate I, the I, idea. I'm, of, I'm actually a fan of the brand split. I'm not going to lie. I like the brand split because it gives more people opportunities. And when they were one roster, SmackDown became a rematch show for rematches from Raw. So I don't want the, the, the world before the brand split, honestly. That's on the writing, though. Like, yeah, you know what right. I mean, like so. Like, so I know they're not capable of, right. <laughs> of of writing for one roster with two different shows. That's I know true. they they have shown in 2016. Go back to the summer of 2016, from July to December. That's some of the best WWE television in a decade. Like the mm. when the first brand split happened, I could watch Raw to see guys like Kevin Owens, like like Chris Jericho, like Seth Rollins. And the New Day, like those guys, every week on Raw, and I get to watch SmackDown and see AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, John Cena. So that was the best time 
for the brand split. Yes, it has gotten a little bit shoddy over the last couple of years, but I know they're capable of giving us good television with the brand split. I don't know if they are with one roster. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I'm with you. I totally understand what you're saying, and I think like right. the original original brand split did a good job of it. Like yeah, like 100%. With, like the SmackDown yeah. Six and and like when Heyman was in charge of one show and all this stuff. Like that was that was that was really great for a while, and in 2016 it was great for a while as well. But but they it just seems like they stray away from it, and that it doesn't actually create any actual stars. Like it it, it gives it gives people potential to break through because you might be able to have more people on the show if you have two separate shows, but all they've built is Roman Reigns. Like that's it. So like, so it isn't necessarily working. And also back in 2016, you also had an influx. Half the names you just said were like indie stars that became NXT stars that, you know, so they had like a ton of talent there. Now they're in a position where it's like, they're going to have to be pulling out of the talent bank of like these non-indie wrestlers that learned at the performance center and bring them up. And they're going to take way more time to be able to figure out what the hell's going on. So like, I don't know, but that's a whole other thing. Cause I also, I don't like the idea of two world champions and two and all this other stuff. So it's like, I, I, I we could, we could, we could, we could compromise yeah. there and come up with one <laughs> world champion yeah. to go on both shows. But I just don't, I don't feel confident that they are capable of writing two separate main roster shows with one roster. I, I just I feel totally understand that. I, I, feel, I, I, I'm with you. I feel we're gonna get double the Becky, double the Roman, double the Charlotte. That's all we would get. That's the only change we would get, really. I I, I think they'd benefit from double the Roman, though. To be completely honest, I think there's I people don't, who don't who I don't, don't watch Raw because Roman's not on it. That mm. is true. That is true. But we we got to progress with the show. We got to move on to the news rundown. And speaking of uh, news of people in WWE or leaving WWE, according to Fightful Select, WWE has been working on signing both NXT stars Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly, whose contracts are set to expire soon. According to the site, talks about a contract extension starting in October with Gargano. The site's uh, sources noted that WWE wants to keep him on board and praise his work with The Way, including how he helped build new stars. And um, we said last week that Gargano signed a one-week extension that takes him through NXT War Games this weekend. So it should be very interesting. Like we said last week, if he wanted to sign a long-term deal, he would have. He wouldn't have signed a one-week extension. So it's very telling. As for uh, Kyle O'Reilly, WWE is also interested in re-signing him. O'Reilly's contract expires before the end of the year, and WWE has approached him about possibly re-signing. O'Reilly was said to be a bit surprised his contract is up soon, as WWE has extended several contracts due to various reasons. Tommaso Ciampa's contract was noted as one that was extended uh, due to his time off from injury and WWE is said to be well aware of the contract lengths after they looked over them all after uh, the Pete Dunne and Adam Cole contracts came up and was a surprise to the company. Jensen, what's what do you think? What is your first take? What's your initial reaction? Do you think Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly will re-sign with WWE? And if not, where do they go? Okay, so first of all, initial reaction, make sure to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That is uh, that is where this news is coming from. That's where you can listen to my podcast every Sunday, The Weekender. Um, so I'm glad that you uh, 
you got the news from Fightful Select because they're very, Absolutely. very reliable. Sean Ross Sapp. I'm a subscriber, so you should be as well, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and uh, as far as where these guys are going or if they're staying, if I'm Kyle O'Reilly, I am gone yesterday. Like I am, <laughs> like I am so heading to AEW. Like it's not even, it's not even a question. Um, the storyline's literally waiting for him right now with the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and, and yeah. Bobby Fish. Like, it's literally just sitting there waiting for him to show waiting up. Waiting for him to come, yep. Yep. Um, and that's, I mean, this is this is the first time, and I think either of Adam Cole or Kyle O'Reilly's careers, at least dating back to, like, around the time they started, that they haven't been in the same company. And I think that that's part of it, too, is, like, I'm sh- I, I mean, Kyle's got so many buddies over there in AEW that are probably just, like, they're just, they, let me put it this way. I'd be shocked if Kyle O'Reilly stayed with WWE and wasn't an AEW within like the next, whenever he's legally allowed to be like, he'll get be 90 days probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, whatever he's got for that. Um, and even that, like he's in such a good position. He might be the kind of guy who like tells the WWE, I don't want the pay. Just, just let me go. Like, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. gonna be but no, no, no. With uh, O'Reilly and Gargano, they could go to AEW the minute their contract expires. It's not them being released. Only right, if you're correct. released, you get the 90 or 30 day non oh, If yeah, you let your contract expire. expire, you can you could do what Adam Cole did. Adam, right. Cole, Adam Cole left WWE two weeks later. He's in AEW. Yes. Yeah. Wow, good call. That, That's right. even, that makes so much sense. I didn't even think about that. You're, you're wow. Okay. Go ahead. So, so Kyle is honestly, it's same with Adam Cole. He did the same thing. He, they're, they're being really cool to the WWE. It's like, they know they're leaving, but they're still like, have the respect to be like, we're in the middle of these storylines. You're trying to get other people over before we leave. Like we'll stay and, and help you do help that, that before yeah. you get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gargan- so, so right there, right off the bat, Kyle O'Reilly, all elite, one hundred percent. Waiting for the graphic. Um, when, it comes, <laughs> when it comes to Johnny Gargano, that one's a little bit tougher because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Gargano would do really well anywhere because he's so good in the ring. But he also, for this, is just me personally, I think he comes off incredibly dweeby, whether he's a heel or a baby face. Yes, like, yes, yes, know. yes, yes. And, and he has great matches. But, like, I don't think he brings, just from my own opinion, I think Kyle O'Reilly brings a lot more to the table than Johnny Gargano does in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, and I'll, I love Kyle O'Reilly. I got to preface it. Kyle O'Reilly is one of my favorite independent wrestlers of all time. Like, I, I love watching him in the ring. I love his, his, the, his poise and the way he carries himself and, like, the, the mixed martial arts elements to what he does. And he has so much built-in history with people already in AEW that like they yeah. have so many ways they can go with him. And he can do it as a singles guy or a tag team guy. He's he's equally good both. Um Gargano, I think, could come in and have a lot of really, really good matches. Um, but I think he'd be even better served as a guy who like this isn't a slight or anything, but like if he was on AEW Dark, for instance, and just having bangers with independent wrestlers, I think that that would be like mutually beneficial. Cause like Gargano could reestablish himself as like one of the best in-ring guys in the world, but also help all these kind of lesser-known guys become stars. Yeah. Um, but that said, I think between the two, I think Gargano would be more likely to stay because yeah. I think he is such a WWE fan at heart that, like, you know, he gets to work with Shawn Michaels, his favorite wrestler mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm. And, like, Adam Cole was in the same boat, though, but, like, you know... 
Adam Cole's also said the favorite day, his favorite day in his whole career was his AEW debut. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, a lot. And, right, and he had a, and he had a, a, he was in a great position on NXT. It wasn't even like the, he was the like, longest reigning NXT champion of all time. Right, exactly. So, like, I, I think the thing with someone like Gargano or someone like O'Reilly and, and some others that names that will pop up eventually is like you just have to see the writing on the wall. Like, you look at others that look similar to you or wrestle similar to you or have like a similar, you know, history in the business or whatever, and you go, you look at guys like Ricochet, right? And you're like, if they can't figure out what to do with him, what are they going <laughs> to do with me? You know, like, talk like, about it, it. You know, talk so it's like, it. <laughs> so that that's the thing is like, could Gargano stay and like be like a company guy and maybe, maybe have some, but that's the thing. Ron Smackdown isn't about having going out there and having good matches. Like all yeah. he would be is a really dweeby character yeah. and then maybe get to wrestle sometimes, but like in like five minute matches, like, and if you're okay with that, that's fine. Like that's up to you. You do what's best for your family. You get the bag. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, yeah. that's totally fine. But like, also don't be the kind of guy that like resigns with the company and then like a few months later is tweeting about your position in the company. Like when you yeah. resign, know what you're resigning for. So exactly. Um, so that's that said, I'd I'd expect Gargano to leave because I think AEW would would come calling. And if they didn't, Impact would or MLW would or, or every independent company in the world would want him. GCW. Yeah. Um but uh but I think Kyle O'Reilly is a is one million percent heading to AEW. Mm. Yeah, I think the biggest locks are Steen and uh, O'Reilly as far as WWE guys going yes. from WWE to AEW. But it wasn't until he signed the one-week contract that I thought that there was a chance for Gargano. Because yeah, Gargano, right. Gargano has a wife that's with the company at least through uh, 2022. He has a kid on the way. that right. He lives in Florida already through, you know, right next to, you know, CWC and stuff. So he has a lot of other things. A lot of other strings in in NXT as of right now. Colorado's got more strings in AEW than he does yep. NXT, so mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. two totally different situations. So that's why I asked Jensen yeah. who he well, thought was going where. Well, and the other thing about Kyle is, you know, if he if he you know extends for any amount of time, I think it's really just paying it forward because like Adam Cole did the same thing for him. Like Adam mm -hmm. Cole stayed longer so that they could put over Kyle O'Reilly. Right. But then they changed the entire direction of NST 2.0 and just it just wound up not meaning anything because they just completely rebranded right after that. Dude, but if you would have told SP3 in April that we are standing here at the December of 2021 and Kyle has not has not won the NXT championship, yeah. I would have called you a liar because that yeah. was my belief. I yeah. thought when they did this feud with him and Cole that he would win and he would mm -hmm. go up to the NXT mm -hmm. championship. And now the dude is coming out on Tuesdays looking depressed and coming out to Von Wagner's music. Von freaking Wagner. Mm, that makes me sad. I don't know anything about Von Wagner other than what he looks like, but like when <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly's been kind of made second fiddle to some like brand new dude that yes, like, yes, 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 that weak, part, right? That's that part. There you go. It's disgusting. Very sad. I'm glad uh, you feel me on that because I feel pretty disgusted myself. <laughs> <laughs> we got Bill's Mafia STF saying, sadly, the audience the Fed is going for is hemorrhaging year over year. Ha ha ha. Uh, we also got Marcus8915 saying, the promos on Raw rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like how they used the releases as a storyline. Stupid, yeah. 
Frantic World says, I still don't understand the egg. I don't think they do either, Frantic World. So be, to be completely fair, uh, Bills Mafia says, Fed lost me altogether since AEW. It would take a miracle to get me to watch weekly again. Um, we also got here... <laughs> and we got Romeo saying, and they're new tag team <laughs> champions. I'd laugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got the also news. Uh, the rumors of a Charlotte Flair and Andrade El Idio breakup are true. A couple oh. of weeks ago, the internet became a buzz about a potential breakup between one of the wrestling's most popular couples after fans noticed that Andrade had unfollowed Charlotte on social media. And it was also pointed out that Andrade had deleted all recent pictures of the two from his social media accounts adding more fuel to the speculation <laughs> uh, speculation fire after speaking with multiple sources uh, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net confirmed that the two are no longer together uh, sources mm. indicated that the breakup did not appear to be mutual and it was Charlotte who ended the relationship uh, Cassidy says that he was not given any details as to why the relationship came to an, came to an end uh, Charlotte Andrade came together in February of 2019 and were engaged on January 1st of 2020. Miss Chrissy Love, what's your thoughts on the breakup of a popular couple in Andrade and Charlotte? Right. Um, it's sad to say, I, I, I you know, I guess she has her reasons or whatever. Um, maybe it was the, the distance could be her traveling. I think that could be it. You know, he, you know, he's on the road with his two separate companies. So it could be a lot of that. Maybe it could be flack from like Vince, maybe who knows? Who knows? It could be a number of things. I'm sure someone, everyone got the hand trying to say something about her relationship, and you know, she's with the other guy that's now popping on the other show. Could be, you know, things like that. Um, I wish them nothing but uh, happiness, and hopefully, they either one find their way back or find happiness somewhere else. Um, but it's very hard to be, you know, with someone in this company and you're not with them on the road yeah. all the time anymore. So, you know, that could be a number of things. And I'm sure, like, they're, they're probably trying to schedule. And it, it could be a number of things, to be honest. But I'm sure scheduling and not seeing each other could be one of those things, too. For sure. Uh, we also got news in a post on Twitter that Beth Phoenix announced that she will be leaving the WWE NXT commentary table uh, following the War Games pay-per-view on Sunday. Uh, Beth Phoenix debuted uh -huh. as a commentary in WWE in 2017 in the May Young Classic and worked in a part in a part-time role until being promoted to full-time in 2019. She wrote on Twitter, and I quote, ahead of War Games, I wanted to share that this Sunday will be my final night in NXT. I will remain uh, a part of WWE. I have made the, the choice to step away from the weekly broadcast booth to spend more time with my family. family. This was not mm -hmm. a, an easy decision as I've loved my three plus years and three, uh, 135 episodes with NXT and I'm incredibly proud of the brand. I will forever be grateful to Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, uh, Nigel McGuinness, Tom Phillips, Mauro Ranallo, Triple A, Shawn Michaels, Michael Cole, and my entire NXT family, both in and out of the ring for the amazing opportunity and NXT will always be a part of me, and Auntie Betty will always be a part of NXT. <laughs> Leave the porch light on for me. 
And uh, like mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, Phoenix's man- uh, husband, Edge, returned on Raw and started a program with The Miz, who returned with Maurice. According to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, Maurice's uh, appearance was not a one-time deal and that there is already talk of potentially adding Beth Phoenix to the program at some point in the future. So do you think, Jetson, that her leaving the NXT commentary booth is to prepare herself for an in-ring ring return? Maybe. Very well could be the case. Um, Mixed tag match type deal for WrestleMania, yeah. probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they could. They could do that. <sighs> I mean, Maurice is. I hadn't seen her in the ring in a long time. I have no idea how she would look uh, in the ring. Uh, Beth, I'm sure would do fine. She was always solid in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, her on commentary, admittedly, I didn't get to hear a lot of it just because I don't really watch the NXT show that often. Um, she seemed to do okay, um, you know, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on it, I guess. Like, I I, I, I kind of would just rather Edge and Miz just do whatever they're going to do. like By themselves, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Well, you got, you got months until WrestleMania, so they can do a singles match at, like, day one. But do you think that's going to stretch to WrestleMania? The, this, this I, I think if they're adding in Beth Phoenix, that I don't it's see... Gonna, it's going to go that route. Both, both guys wow. are going to be in the Rumble. Uh, unless they do a Saudi show before WrestleMania, I don't see a show big enough in WWE's mind to do that match. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I, I could see it as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. I've always liked the Miz. Like, you know, I'm a big fan. And we've talked about me and you, SP3, talked about. You know, I've, I was a fan from Real World back to New York and through the challenges and the whole deal. So, like, I was always rooting for the Miz to like. Because I thought it was so cool how when he was doing those reality shows, he was always saying pretty much like the only reason I'm doing this is so I can pay my way through wrestling school so I can become yep. a wrestler. <laughs> like that's exactly what he did. Like he actually yeah. like achieved mm-hmm. his goal. So I'm always gonna have respect for him for that. I know Absolutely. there's a lot of Miz yeah. haters out there, but when you look at it, he's been in the game for a long time now. He's one of the mm-hmm. most recognizable mm-hmm. stars the entire company has at this point. Yes. Um so I understand the idea of him and Edge having a, a big time or, or, you know, like a highlighted, you know, feud heading into WrestleMania. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know about uh, Maurice and, and Beth. And but Beth did say she wanted to spend more time with her family, right? So, like, maybe yeah. it, it is really just her kind of going home. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they want they want one of the parents to be home now that Edge I'm about is to say the same thing. Somebody has to be home with the girls and someone has to like, you know, both parents maybe whoever was the babysitter can't do it anymore, you know, things like that. Maybe this it's a family member. You n- you never know what it is that's at home. If it's someone at home if it's like saying I gotta be with my family, that means someone has to like now be there for the kids and someone has to do drop offs and pickups and like things like that. Or they're missing out on the kids like doing things certain things at school. And you know it a guilt of a parent so <laughs> but yeah. you're missing a couple of things the kids do that to you too also they'll make you feel guilty so sure. that can also be one of the things that also like you know what maybe it's you know i'm not quitting but i need to just step away for a little bit if that makes sense yeah, yeah. and that, that's totally respectable like that's a decision that like put your family first like right i don't think anyone's gonna have a problem with that you know so you, sh- you shouldn't you know <laughs> like you, you yeah i have to be there for my family my family will come over anybody first regardless because at the end of the day you, you're supposed to have your family that that has your back or whatever so 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, they shouldn't. Hopefully, they don't do like they did to Nia Jax or anything. Like, you know, uh, let's, just... let's hope not. Let's hope <laughs> not. Um, Mike Johnson of PW Insider also notes that in regard to Edge's promo reference to John Morrison's release, WWE sources stated that Edge w- uh, would have creative freedom with his promos and thus likely came up with the lines himself to add more realism to his feud with Miz rather than it being given to him by WWE creative. I don't know what. What's worst? WWE has announced their new uh, NIL next in line program, which will give collegiate athletes a direct path to the WWE if they choose to. Uh, In the press release, Triple H said the WWE NIL program has the potential to be transformative to our business by creating partnerships with elite athletes at all levels across a wide variety of college sports. We will dramatically expand our pool of talent and create a system that readies NC Double uh, competitors for WWE once their collegiate careers come to a close. How jealous are you of the collegiate athletes nowadays, Jensen? <laughs> How je- oh yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think this is smart for them to do if this is the direction they're going. Like, you know, if you're going to go the route of because they're being for- they're being forced into it too. To be fair, like these independent yeah. wrestlers aren't like they're not choosing to sign with the WWE anymore. Like even no, even right, months right. ago, like there were a handful of indie wrestlers that I know had verbal agreements with the WWE, and this was probably like early 2020. And even then, like I was hearing like I've got an offer on the table, but I'm not going to sign. Like I'm just going to I'm going to hold out, see what happens with AEW, see what happens with GCW, see what happens on the indies, blah blah blah. And like they were actively already choosing not to go there. A lot of wrestlers, so like. Now that they've like drawn the line in the sand and been like, we're not interested in independent wrestlers. We're not interested in anyone over the age of like thirty or whatever. We're we're going specifically with NXT being about this NXT 2.0 and 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 for and molding our own wrestlers. It totally makes sense that they would they would form some sort of system to get in with the college athletes as soon as possible. And now that the, I don't know exactly how it works, but now that college athletes can actually make money, like outside of, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. So, so now they can find, now it's probably just like, they probably would have been doing this forever, but now it's probably like legally allowed to be done because of the way things have changed. So like, I know Gable, Gable Stevenson's obviously like, didn't he get like drafted to one of the shows also? Yeah, he got drafted to Raw. So they're going to fast track him, I'm sure. But it's also, he's, he's a rare case. He's like an actual legitimate Olympic gold medalist. Like that you, you know, if he can wrestle and take bumps at all, you need to get him on the screen as fast <laughs> as possible. Absolutely. Um, but then there's going to be more often probably than probably. not. It's Sorry, what was that? I said probably the rumble he'll come. Oh, that's a good call. I think mm-hmm. that that's, that's a really good call. I think, I think you're right about that. Um, but, or you know, as far was, as, but yeah, oh, yeah. I think the Rumble would make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah the they could just have him come yeah. be a be an entrant, and they they said they do want to do something with him at WrestleMania, so it would make sense to Rumble. kick start it at the Rumble. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they really ought to figure a way of getting Kurt Angle paired with him on screen. Like I think that would be because like because Angle can Angle can talk for him. They obviously have the mutual uh, gold medal. You know player. they they released that guy. So no, I know, but I'm just saying like figure out a way because like 
because it, it, it's amazing when you look at their roster of guys like Gable Stevenson and Chad Gable, who they'll probably change his name because they probably don't want two Gables on the show. I was going to say, stuff. I was going to say Chad Gable, they, you know, they love their small wrestlers becoming managers. They'll just make Chad Gable, Gabe uh, Steve, Gable Stevenson's manager. He'll probably be uh, a yeah. part of the whole, like, well, and then what, get rid of Otis, dump Otis on the side of the road? No, no, he'll be a part of the Alpha Academy. He'll be a <laughs> pupil. <laughs> Of the Alpha Academy. <laughs> so, so I, will be I jealous. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, so like, I, I guess like you say, I'm not surprised they did that. And I think it's smart. If this is the way that they're going, get in with the college athletes as fast as you can. Get in, get a good program going with, you know, NFL players that like are getting cut from teams or whatever that have interest in mm-hmm, wrestling. Mm-hmm. You're like, whatever. Yeah. Just get high level athletes, however you can, and, and get a system put together where you can, where you can train them, bef- pretty much train them before they get to the, to the PC almost like it, you know. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I dig it. Uh, we got Dion Chua saying, Oh, Charlotte seriously had a rough year. Romeo, Charlotte's number one fan saying burned in the relationship, burned and burned in the ring. Uh, we also <laughs> got Dion Chua saying, I will miss Beth on commentary. Her and Wade had great interactions and her part during the index story added a lot. Uh, Film Nation uh, BTS saying, I love Charlotte Flair. So a a little differences in opinions in the live chat here. We also got Slam and Sammy Joe joining us saying Morrison and Talia would have been better for this feud. I'm just saying, I believe Mm. he's talking about the uh, Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix feud. Right, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or even so. Miz and Miz and Maurice. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, that is true. That um, was a baffling one because Taya was had been wrestling on TV for years and never needed to be in NXT to begin with, and her husband no. was already on the main roster, and they could have done that right off the rip and just yep. just didn't. Now neither are even there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Slam and Sammy Joe saying shout out to SP3, Alex McCarthy's favorite person. Nice joke there from Wrestling Daily. Uh, AEW news. Big Swole's AEW days are at an end. Uh, she's announced they've mutually come to an agreement to not renew her contract. Uh, Swole mm-hmm. debuted with the company at All Out 2019 and posted on Twitter on Tuesday that she was leaving, saying, over the course of a couple of months, uh, my life has taken on the mantra grow, learn, change. Dealing with mm-hmm. shadow work took strength I didn't know I had. I thank God for my loving family because they got me through some of the roughest months of my life. But I realized the real test is application. So I took my leap and after speaking with TK and AEW higher officials uh, we've decided not to renew my contract with All Elite Wrestling. This was a hard decision but a needed one. I am grateful for their understanding and that we could mutually come to this agreement i've enjoyed my time with aew and wish them all the best i appreciate their love and welcome me into their family today is my last day and as bittersweet as it is i am proud to say i've learned i've lived my dreams while making a difference that is swole Mm -hmm. mentality Fightful Select, once again, coming through with more details, uh, reports that the deal was not ended early. Swole's contract with AEW had always been set to end in the end of uh, November. Both parties just decided not to renew it. Swole mm-hmm. has been absent from AEW several times this year, which kept her out of action as she's been uh, dealing with her issues that she's been public about with Crohn's disease in the mm-hmm. past. And this, there was no heat or any reason why things would have ended on bad terms. Terms. Uh, Miss Chrissy Love, are you disappointed we won't see more Big Swole in All Elite Wrestling? 
Um, yes, I am very disappointed. Um, I think she could have been out there more showcased out, but I guess because of her sickness and things like that, that's happening outside, it just prevented her to, um, I'm sure she didn't want to leave, but you know, I guess your health and everything else has to come first before you can even do this job to perform for people. Um, but I hope that I pray that she will get, you know, what she's needed, needing outside of the wrestling, you know, world and, and you know, just, just more health and you have to be more self-conscious nowadays more than anything of what's happening, especially like with your, your, your body and things like that. You have to be more protective and more guarded. So I'm sure yeah. she's probably like trying to not like travel and be out there more where you can, we have all these different variants happening. So she has to like make sure that her body and everything is more healthy and secure and where she's not putting herself in a place where she can get, you know, sick or things like that. Makes sense. It makes sense and is the best thing for her health. And that's all we want. So we wish her definitely big swole the best from us, all of us at True Hill Heat. Uh, to, in other contract news, Tony Nice is All Elite officially signing a deal with AEW. Tony Khan announced on Friday that Nice has signed with the promotion ahead of his TNT championship match with Sammy Guevara on last night's nice. AEW Rampage. And then over on the re-sign front, the Young Bucks, as we established last week, signed a new deal with AEW, which will see the team remain in the company until at least 2024. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that their initial deal with the company signed on January 1st, 2019 was for three years. While it was supposed to end on December 31st, it also gave Tony Khan an option for two more years. With a raise both of those years, Khan decided to pick up that option so the Young Bucks will stay in AEW until at least December 31st, 2023. Those who have similar deals, including Kenny Omega, uh, Cody Rose, Brandy Rose, Hangman Page, and Chris Jericho, there were they were the original group that started with the company and all had three-year deals. That would mean technically their contracts expire on December 31st, unless Khan has already picked up the uh, the two-year option on all of those. And there have been some that have already re-signed, as has been established by PW Torch. There are several AEW contracts set to expire. Uh, what do you think? Do you think there's going to be any... Uh, known talent or established talent that decide to leave AEW right now, Jensen? I don't know. I mean, it's... So, I need to preface anything I'm going to say by, like, this... The situation AEW is running into currently is very, very different than the situation WWE has been doing with, like, mass mass releases. I need yes. to make that, like, a clear thing because I know people that hear this or potentially might might think I'm being hypocritical, but the, the thing is, is like, this is legitimate business. This is legitimate sports. Like there's a difference between hoarding a ton of talent and not knowing what to do and then just firing them. Cause like you made the mistake quote unquote of like hiring so many people and what AEW is doing, which is what every business or any sports entity is going to do. You sign a certain amount of contract time and then you're going to have time to either renew it or let the contract expire naturally, let people go into free agency. I mean, this is, this is very, very normal, especially because the way AEW is treating it is like a true contract. Like Tony Khan is treating AEW the same way he would treat the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, where it's like, if you're under contract, you're getting paid for that amount of time regardless. We're keeping you for that amount of time regardless. We're not cutting you out of your contract early. If we said we're giving you three years, even if we only use you for two years, you're still going to be there that third year, and then you become a free agent at the end of your contract. We're not just mass firing people because we're hiring too many people. Like it, it is, yeah. it is two different things. That said, 
this is it, Big Swole will, will she I don't think she'll be the only person who is not extended um, because there is a time right now where you're going to get like a t- Tony Nice becomes available. I think Ember Moon is like I can't miss. Definitely got assigned to AEW. Agreed. Like like there are um, yes yes for sure. Uh, uh, if you if you want to go with like uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim and stuff like there there's it's it's becoming a point where like if you're a big swole for instance who's already kind of lost in the mix and has been yeah, given opportunities yeah. like she's she was highlighted in certain spots but like I think she was about to get really lost in the mix when like a new influx of talent came in and I think yeah. the best thing she can do is like if she went to like Impact Wrestling for instance. And yeah. only had to wrestle a couple times a year and could deal with the health issues and then become like the centerpiece of like a women's division somewhere else, raise her yeah. stock and then come yep. back to you with a bigger name, with a bigger fan base. Very similar to when Christian left the WWE in like 2005 yeah. or six or whatever. When he, like, it was the same thing. He didn't quit the company just like Big Swole did it. They let their contracts run out. They went into free agency. Christian went over to, to TNA, became mm-hmm. one of the top guys there. And then, unfortunately, when he came back to WWE, they just like had him walk out on ECW, and like nobody cared, and they just dropped the ball. But, but I don't think AEW would do that. I think if Big no. Swole went off, became the Impact Knockouts champion, was there for a year or two, gained all this buzz, and then came back, that's probably the best thing she could do for her career right now, to be honest. So, like, so that that's just that's kind of where it's at. Is like I think that. I don't want to name names because I don't want anyone to lose their job, obviously. Right. But I don't right. think that she's the only one who is, is their, their like three year deal is going to naturally run out and then there's going to be more free agents coming out of AEW. As much as I love the company, it, it, it isn't their responsibility to keep everybody under contract. Like, I think they have yeah. the responsibility of honoring the contracts that are being signed, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing. Um, that said, there's no way in hell they're losing Cody Rhodes. There's no way in hell they're losing Kenny Omega. Um, the only way I think they lose Brandy is if like she goes full in on like she wants to be a parent and like doesn't want to be a part of the life on the road or whatever. Like that's I think the only way they lose uh, Brandy. Um, so it Hangman's the same way. You've you built yeah. the last three years of your program into getting Hangman that title. Like there's no way he's going anywhere. The Young Bucks, in my opinion, are the best tag team in the world right now. Like, there's no way you let them go. So I, I think all the EVPs, Jericho would probably be the most interesting one, only because he has so many options outside of AEW. Yeah. But, but even then, I don't think he goes anywhere. The the one the ones that are going to be really interesting are going to be when like Sam Guevara comes up or or MJF comes mm. up, like the pillar guys, because I think they'll all stay too. But they're gonna, I think, at least listen. I, I think like MJF would at least listen to an offer from the WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think MJF. They have it on the table, basically. Exactly, and and at the very least, a negotiating tactic. Hey, they just offered me this, so I'm gonna want this to resign. I, I mean, that's just business. I think MJF is loyal. The one that surprised that, uh, you know, when I was last asked, like, who you think from WWE? I mean, from AEW would go to WWE. I think the person that they would push very hard for that may surprise some people is Jungle Boy. If they're trying to get younger fans, Jungle Boy, in like a year or two, if he puts on more mass, more muscle, 
that's the type of guy that WWE would jump through hoops for to try mm-hmm. to to try to sign. Plus, he he's a second generation person from a celebrity. Like that, that's that's like WWE. Uh, WWE must have written all over it. And I was about to say yeah. with, with yeah. that piggybacking off what you just said, they have actual footage already of Jungle Boy as a kid growing up backstage yeah. at shows with his yep. dad front row. SummerSlam like, two thousand nine. He's in the front yeah, row yeah. with his dad. Yeah. So yeah, the video so package like, is already ready to be made. Exactly. That said, I, I hope <laughs> Jungle Boy stays in AEW. I think he's like a <laughs> giant part of their future. But uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, when I'm talking, you know, naturally ending contracts, I'm talking more along the lines of like lower card talent that you may might not have really been seeing on TV often. Um, yeah. I, I could see maybe some of them becoming free agents. But once again, that's not always a bad thing. Like if you're not on TV and you want to be wrestling and you can go to other companies and you can, I mean, and that's the other thing about AEW. They actually let you be an independent contractor. Like half these guys that's are wrestling on the indies still right now and making extra money and doing autograph signings and stuff. So like, um, yeah. but yeah, I don't see AEW losing anybody that's like, like a, like a focal point of any of their shows or anything backstage. So. I, I agree there. And speaking of uh, Brandy, she made her return to in-ring action on the AEW dark taping uh, this this week. Also, who appeared was ROH peer champion Josh Woods, making his first appearance for another company since ROH announced their hiatus. Uh, former NXT talent uh, Marina Shafir, the uh, wife of Roderick Strong, was in a matchup against Chris Statlander. Of course, Shafir was also a part of the MMA Horsewoman with uh, mm-hmm. Jessamyn Duke, Shayna Baszler, and Ronda Rousey in the WWE. Also, uh, who appeared, who was visiting backstage at AEW Dynamite in Atlanta this week, Jonathan Gresham, Matt Taven, and Glacier were all backstage at the taping, according to PW Insider. And then our final uh, AEW news is apparently uh the booking of adam cole has become a topic <laughs> of conversation uh taking what? the social media uh one of uh, uh steven's good friends over at uh fightful will washington put out a tweet addressing it and tony khan uh, a reply to the tweet saying that is false equivalency will they tried to move the line with ridiculous points aiming to dispute the credibility of something credible adam cole is over af he's pushed and has uh, many more young fans watching him than he did on Tuesdays. Would we argue if they said water wasn't wet? Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, what the what the talk is that uh, some people feel that Adam Cole was treated as a god in NXT, and he's been treated as nothing more than a member of a group in AEW and dressing up in Ghostbuster outfits. They're very <laughs> offended by all of this. A few hours after that post by Khan, Adam Cole posted on his own Twitter saying that no matter where I've gone, no matter how long it takes, I've always become the guy. Always. Mm. Hashtag Adam mm. Cole Bebe. Hashtag Boom. Hashtag SuperClick. At AEW. Man. I, I, you, the, the, the wrestling social media verse never ceased to amaze me. <sighs> they, uh, someone is clearly having fun doing their mm-hmm. job. Yeah. And to- seems like they're having so much more fun than they did in WWE. It's, oh man, they should have never went there. If this was the same Adam Cole and he wasn't getting over on the main roster, they'd be like, let it play out. So I just want you to all look at who the source is when you see a bad faith take like that uh 
Impact Wrestling News, uh, PW Insider reported that Gail Kim will be featured in more of an authority figure role for Impact Programming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the plan is to have her announce more competitors for the recently announced first ever Knockouts Ultimate X match starting next week. New Japan Pro Wrestling News in the Best of the Super Juniors 28 show is in the lead with 12 points, 6 and 2. They got one more night of uh, block competition before the finals uh, later this week. El Desperado is in the running as well behind show with nine points as well as Hiromu Takahashi who also has nine points world tag league 2021 has the dangerous techers in the league with with uh 12 points while Naito and Sonata as well as bad luck Fale and Chase Owens Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi and Yoshihashi as well as Great Okan and Aaron Hanare all have 10 points so they're all in the running and the wrestling observer newsletter reports that more restrictions have been set up in Japan following the arrival of a new variant of the COVID-19 virus. Mm -hmm. This has led to Japan closing its borders to most travelers. While this will affect New Japan Pro Wrestling, it doesn't apply to certain wrestlers. Those who have already been working with visas will be able to return. This means that Will Ospreay, who is set to main event night two of Wrestle Kingdom on January 5th, will be able to travel to Japan. So uh, I know mm. New Japan was definitely worried about that for sure. It <laughs> should be. Um, yes, they should. But uh, it seems like everything is going to be going through for three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. So we'll definitely mm. be talking about that uh, and the last True Hill Heat of this year, as well as the first True Hill Heat of next year. And in our final news notes, we got to say congratulations to Davey Richards, who won the 2021 Opera Cup for MLW by defeating TJP. It was also uh, announced by ROH that there will be six-man tag team title match at ROH Final Battle next Saturday. It's going to be Shane Taylor promoting are set to defend against the righteous trio of Vincent, Bateman, and Dutch. And that's December 11th in Baltimore for final battle. And then the final note is ROH has already paid for the venue for Supercard of Honor in April. So if you thought Ring of Honor was not going to come back after the hiatus <laughs> at the beginning of the year, they already made sure to put out the news that they paid for the venue in Dallas for their return <laughs> for Supercard of Honor. So we are going to see Ring of Honor in 2022. So, final okay. segment, Stephen and Miss Chrissy Love, are we got two big shows for the weekend, NWA Hard Times 2, which uh, you could describe as a big show or not, it's up to you, uh, <laughs> and as well as NXT War Games, uh, we will just do predictions for the top matches for Hard Times 2, as well as all the matches for War Games. Uh, the lineup for Hard Times 2 has Douglas Williams uh, versus Colby Carino. You're also going to see Impact Wrestling Knockouts uh, Championship on the line. Mickey James defending against Kira Hogan. Uh, NWA World Junior Heavyweight Title Tournament Qualifier. Austin Aries in NWA. He's going to be versus Rhett Titus. ROH World Tag Team Titles are on the line. Mike Bennett and Matt Taven of the OGK versus Aaron Steve and uh, J.R. Kratos. We also got NWA World Women's Tag Team Titles on the line. Lady Frost and Natalia uh, Markova versus uh, Kylie Ray and Tootie Lynn versus Allison Kay and Marty Bell. You also got NWA National Heavyweight Title on the line. Judias versus Chris Adonis. NWA World Tag Team Titles on the line. The End versus La Brillian. 
And he also got NWA World Television title, no disqualification, no time limit. Scion versus Tyrese with special referee Da Pope. So the top matches here, he got no one is allowed at ringside. And if either man uh, is disqualified, they will be suspended. It's going to be Nick Aldis one-on-one with Tom Lattimore. Both men were a part of the Strictly Business stable until Nick Aldis lost the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And then basically Strictly Business started to move away from Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis wanted to do things honorably in the NWA, but Strictly Business wanted to cheat and continue on their ways, so they jumped. Nick Aldis got him stretchered out. He just recently returned, so this is a grudge match. Who you got in this one, Jensen? Latimer Latimer or uh, Aldis, excuse me. Uh, Yeah, I'm taking Nick Aldis. Like, this this one, I mean, the build has been pretty good considering the whole strictly business breakup and all this losing the world title and everything. Yeah. Um, I just don't see them going from all this being the champion for like multiple years straight, pretty much outside of like the short time we lost to Cody. And then yeah. like, and then, you know, he lost to, you know, he lost the belt to Trevor Murdoch, but I think outside of that, they'll probably keep all this as strong as possible because I'm sure he'll get a rematch for that title at some point. Um, so yeah, I got I got to go Nick Aldis in this one, but I think the story. I mean, NWA is a tough show to 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 follow each week. Like I I review it every week for for the weekender, but it's like there there's so, there's some good stuff, but there's a lot of bad with it as well. And like this is something that I thought was was done well, but like has like li- like literally no buzz whatsoever. So like, um, but I, I am going to take Aldis uh, for the win in that one. I, I just feel like a lot of the matches on their pay-per-view cards are not built to. That they just yeah. randomly put together. Put people together. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's what hurts them the most. Uh, mm-hmm. Who you got in this one? Aldis or Ladmir? Uh, Aldis. Aldis for sure. I agree with you guys. I'm going with Nick Aldis to get the victory in this grudge match. I got a couple of comments I do want to feature here. Uh, Maggie Maggie K joining us. Thank you for joining us, Maggie. Saying I've already seen more of Tony Nese from the short time he's been in AEW than his entire Cruiserweight Championship reign. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say so. Uh, Marcus8915 says Tony Nese is a great wrestler, but he has no personality. Wow. Uh, we right. also got... <laughs> Frantic Well saying uh Brian Cage can't go to eight to WWE. He is thirty-seven. They might not be good for him. I think he wants to do it. That has nothing to do with his age. <laughs> the reason he's not there. That's that's look l- look at that man and tell me that he like put two and two together, y'all. There's a reason he's not in WWE. Come on. He can't pass a wellness test. Basically. That's exactly um... what I'm saying without saying it. I mean, come on. Bill's Mafia SDF says Swerve is a slam dunk. I totally agree with you. I think that's yes. the one name that Jensen didn't mention that I would say AEW definitely oh. has to go out their way to sign. One million percent. A huge fan. A lot of people don't even realize that they were fans of his as Killshot and Lucha Underground. Like, yeah, great mm-hmm. career there too. So, like, yeah, I am. I am all about Swerve. Like that dude gave me like an hour long interview, probably like like 2016 or something when like no one like no one should have given me like no one listened to my show then like at all and like i'll always be indebted to swerve for like being cool as hell and giving Mm. me that interview and i yeah i'm i'm that dude is a i would be shocked he got the end of the stakes for sure he really did we basically got lumped in with people that like so i don't have anything against hit row but it's like there was a clear discrepancy on like the level that swerve was at and like them trying to build the rest of the group 
It's yeah, like it's yeah. one thing yes, to be yeah. like, hey, the rest of them aren't ready or whatever, but like for, for them to drop him too was like yes, a giant yes. mistake, in my opinion. One hundred percent agree with you there, uh, Maggie K. Kind of echoing things with Hit Row saying yep. shouldn't be considered a package deal. They're separate a people, package you know. Deal, yeah. I 100% agree with you because top dollar is the reason why it seems from all the reports the why they a lot of the reason why they got released and Swerve is just too talented to to let go. Was it why they released her? Uh, B Fab. Um, yeah. I think it was because she was so. green. It was because she was green, but the rest of the guys, it was because of top dollar. It seems so. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, we, we got a little fun fact here. We got uh, Slam and Sammy Joe saying the shortest title reign in AEW history is Cody's second reign as TNT champ at 31 days. Nice mm, little yeah. fun fact there. And uh, so we got hard times too. NWA World Women's title will be on the line. It will be Camille defending against Melina. Camille has been dominant as the uh, NWA World Women's title champion. Uh, remember at Empower, she had that great matchup with legit Layla Hirsch. She also defended the title mm -hmm. successfully at 73rd anniversary against Chelsea Green. While Melina has been in the running for the NWA World Women's title for good for a good part of two years now, she's uh, she battled after Allison K when she was champion. She was in the corner of Thunder Rosa when she was champion. She tried to get it mm. off of uh, Serena Deeb. Can she finally uh, get her title here? What do you think, Miss Chrissy Love, Melina or Camille? Uh, I'll go with Melina. Oh, Melina, finally get the victory, Jensen. Finally, get the I'm victory. going. I've known Camille all day. They've 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 protected her so well. <laughs> she's 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 still not like she's still a bit green, but like they've she, she, there's a lot of uh a lot of parallels in my opinion between Camille and Jade Cargill, like in a lot of ways. Mm, yes, one hundred percent agree with you. You know, both both having to learn on the job in front of audiences without a whole lot of mm. experience, but both have similar builds, both very athletic, very strong. Like, I would love to see the two of them wrestle, like, a couple years from now. Like, I think that – or and I also put, like, kind of Charlotte Flair in the same kind of boat when she was in, like, NXT, where it was like – yeah. She, had, she was learning on the job kind of stuff and, like, picked it up really quick. I would um, say Bianca Belair is all another one that you've yeah. put in that. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good example as well. So, like – I, I, I just don't see Camille losing here. And one thing I got to point out, it was uh, it will stick in my head forever, but on the last on the last Impact Wrestling pay-per-view, like the commentary for Impact so bad. It um, is. <laughs> Mass Striker sucks. Mass Striker's terrible. I, I, I like D-Lo. I like D-Lo. D-Lo's okay in, in small doses. But I'm about to say, D-Lo said something that like it stuck out to me. Ma I agree. Mass Striker's the worst on commentary, maybe in like all of wrestling. But like, D'Lo Brown during Molina's match on the last, she was like a part of like some like battle royal thing that they did. And D'Lo Brown on commentary said Molina was one of the best wrestlers to ever do it. And I was like, come on, D'Lo. Like, I love you. I love D'Lo Brown. Look at the real deal now. Yeah, you're doing it. You're doing the head thing. Like, yeah, that's what's up. Like, I love D'Lo Brown, but like, 
<laughs> Molina's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Like, Ooh, that made my head hurt. That's, that's, <laughs> a, little, on, that's a little much. A little much, Mr. Brown. I get, I get being respectful, and I, I get that, but, like, come on, man. Little, little um, much. That's a little too much for about <laughs> Uncle Phil there. Uncle yeah. Phil's doing a little too much there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I'll, but I'll, I'll, I'll take Camille on this one. I, I just hope it's a good match. Um, yes. I thought Camille's match with Layla Hurst that you mentioned earlier, I thought that was the best match of the show. Um, I agree. On that, on that show that they did so did you camille can have show stealing matches yeah mm-hmm. she had a good match with serena deeb as well yep. as thunder rosa as well over the over, over the last year i i feel like camille and and jay cargo were made in the lab they took the the dna of china and yeah. they mixed and it with beth phoenix to make, <laughs> to make camille and then they mixed it with jazz to make jade cargo that's what that's that's what I think. If if I had to describe those two women to a a lapsed wrestling fan, that's how I would describe them. But, but uh, also, just also keep in mind too, going into this, what we what you just said with Camille, like Layla Hirsch, great in ring wrestler, Serena Deeb and Thunderosa, potentially the two best women wrestlers in the world right now. Indeed. So like so like Camille has done these things against women that are like really 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 damn good. Molina, like I don't see her on quite the same level. So if like if they can go out there and have a really good match, I think it's gonna raise the stock of both of these women a lot. So like I, I'm 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 rooting for them to have a, a great match. I like Camille, I like Molina, but this is it's a it's a different scenario than going in there with like a Serena Deeb or a Thunder Rosa. So I, I do agree. And Molina had a great match at uh Empower against Deanna Parazza for the impact knockout title. So two Deanna's another one of those on yeah, that list though. Me, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, and then the main event is going to see NWA World Heavyweight Title on the line. Trevor Murdoch will defend against Mike Knox. Mike Knox debuted in NWA uh, back at their last major show inside of a steel cage. He jumped Trevor Murdoch, laying him out, setting the stage for this NWA World Heavyweight Championship matchup. As it seems. NWA loves the mid 2000s WWE with Trevor Murdoch <laughs> and Mike Knox in the main event. Uh, who do you got here, Jensen? Uh, so I like Murdoch as the champion. Like, I don't think it was necessarily the best idea for him to be the one to beat all this, but like now that it was him and this is where we're at, like, I Murdoch is a real throwback. He fits the NWA brand perfectly. I love the top row Bulldog as a finishing move and, and he nails it. Like, yeah. there's things to like about, about Murdoch. But if you're the NWA and you're seeing like what is happening right now with Ring of Honor, like, and you're seeing like the lack of buzz for companies like Impact and stuff, and like, and then your big play is to do Mike Knox as your <laughs> as your title challenger, like, no one's gonna care. Like, it, nothing. It's and I don't mean for this to be like, you know, screw Mike Knox or, or and Trevor Murdoch or whatever. I just don't see anyone outside of the most hardcore of hardcore niche NWA fan getting interested in this. Yep. Um, I, I think there's no chance in hell Trevor Murdoch loses this title to Mike Knox. No, I don't see it. I'm going with Trevor Murdoch. Who do you got, Miss Christy Love? Murdoch for the win, guys. Murdoch, yeah. unanimous. And the excitement <laughs> just flows out of her voice with that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you heard it. You heard the excitement right there. Uh, we got also throw this out there real quick. Tyrus might be the worst in-ring wrestler in the entire world, and we'll get to see him again on this show. So there you go. I, He's, I, he is I, terrible. 
totally agree with you there, 100%. Uh, Bills Mafia STF talking about the Adam Cole uh, discourse, saying almost as absurd discourse as the Wang Man should lose to De- to Brian discourse. Uh, yeah, there are certain fans who believe Brian Danielson should beat Hangman Page at Winter is Coming which I think is preposterous, to say the least. Um, <laughs> uh, we got Marcus8915 say, I used to get hype for the War Game show, but William oh, Regal not there saying War Games. It doesn't get me excited for the show. But we will try our best to get you excited for the show by running down the card for NXT War Games, the first major show from NXT not called TakeOver since 2014, ladies and gentlemen, as this is the new era, the 2.0 era, kicks off with this major show. Here versus hair we will start with as it will be duke hudson going one-on-one with cameron grimes cameron grimes got his head his head cut by uh duke hudson after hudson was upset that he lost a poker match to uh to cameron grimes changing his look and cameron grimes challenged duke hudson to a hair versus hair match to get some revenge here at war games so who do you think gets the victory in this one grimes or hudson chrissy I'm going with Grimes. I'm going to agree with you. And I think Cameron Grimes gets the victory here. Jensen? Yeah, so like I said, I haven't been watching the show. I'm I'm familiar with everyone on it, though. So I'm just kind of going based on, like, I guess, kind of who I like better for a lot of these or who I think the company, where the company is heading. Yeah. Um, I I mean, Cameron Grimes is great. I'm I'm actually surprised he hasn't, like, become more in that system that he's at right now. Um, Yeah. I just don't see any reason of him losing. I mean, I've seen a little bit of Duke Hudson. Seems a bit generic to me. Um, but uh, Cameron Grimes is great, so I got to go. Cameron Grimes. A lot of them yeah. are generic on that show. Yeah, we're all in agreement there. Uh, NXT tag it's team really much to you know watch or whatever. It's nothing happening. It's okay. <laughs> NXT tag team titles on the line <laughs> as it will be Imperium defending against the team of Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Von Wagner oh and uh, Kyle O'Reilly started teaming up during the 2.0 era of NXT. During that time, the first couple of months, the cu- first uh, month or so, it was Imperium that defeated MSK at Halloween Havoc to win the tag team titles. Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner defeated Legato Del phantasma to become the number one contenders here so is this the big win for von wagner his first title in nxt or does the imperium's title reign continue i'll start off and i'll say the imperium gets the win and they pin kyle o'reilly unfortunately (laughs) uh who do you got in this one jensen yeah i'm gonna go with the same thing i'm gonna say o'reilly gets like like brutally beaten at the end or something like some like something happens to where like the NXT audience that doesn't yeah. really know, yeah, they're like, then they're like, they they realize like, oh, that's why we haven't seen Kyle, you know, like again. right, right, yeah. Um, there you go. I think Imperium's a hell of a tag team. I think uh, Bartel and Eichner do great work together, um, and they have been for years in NXT UK. So it's good to see what they're doing here. And dude, Von Wagner looks like uh, like Encino Man from like you know what I'm saying? Like this, like he does, he does. Yeah. Like, That's such a good. Oh my god! Why did I do the monkey? Do the do the monkey. He's the juice. Yeah, these the juice, man. 
yeah, that's wow. all like you, 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 you see him and you're like, Dad, he, he reminds me of something, but you can't really put your finger on it. You just, you know, it's something, but you just can't think of it. And that's what it is. My husband was like, who is this guy? I was like, man with the big forehead. We, we are no longer. Thank you, Jensen. You just changed things forever on Trudeau. He, we will no longer refer to Von Wagner as Von Wagner, ladies and gentlemen. Von Wagner will now. He will yep. now be referred to as Encino Man. Encino oh, yeah. Man. Absolutely. Encino Man. Von Wagner equals Encino Man. When you hear Encino Man on Trudeau, he, we are talking about Von Wagner. <laughs> from now on uh nxt cruiserweight champion oh wait chrissy did you did you predict imperium or wagner and or um, i said imperium yeah okay cool I mean, uh, yeah, same pair. <laughs> NXT Cruiserweight Championship is on the line as it will be Roderick Strong defending against Joe Gacy, who is very much not 205 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this oh, has to do God. with Gacy feeling the Cruiserweight division body shames and um, excludes people. So he wants to win the title and make it the all-inclusive championship. So who wins <laughs> this one here, Miss Chrissy Love? Uh, Joe Gacy, as you like to call him, baby Kevin Owens. I would versus like Kevin Owens' little brother. <laughs> baby Who do you got, Chrissy? Um, I don't see Baby KO winning this right away as of yet. Because he's still green-ish, as you guys keep saying this episode. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go uh, that he loses this one. He's not ready to be champion yet, no. Strong, strong gets the victory strong here. Strong gets the victory, for sure, yes. Jensen? So where my head's at with this one is as someone who once again watches 205 Live every week, there's really no point in the show. Like, I, I can see it. There you go. There you go. That's straight up Von Wagner. Like, someone tell me like, that that is not. I don't see the difference, ladies and gentlemen. I don't see the difference. There, there is this. Thank you so much for making us see this. Because that's who he is. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. No. Oh my yeah. god. We have to do a side by side producer. If you can yes. do that, you know, later yes. on, not for this episode, but if we talk yes. to him, talk about him next week, definitely go side by side. When Romeo does the clips for this episode, I'm gonna need him to do a side by side of Encino Man and Rod Wagner, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god, that is so amazing. Wow. Yes. Great, great, great. Oh man, that's <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 I appreciate it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take all the phrase in the world. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, like, so 205 Live, there's really no point in the show. Um, like, outside of, like, being a, outside of being, like, kind of, like, a developmental to the developmental, like, somewhere for wrestlers to wrestle before they're on NXT, but there's no need for the 205 limit for that, because... Yeah. Not everyone's going to be 205 or under that they're going to bring into the system. Um, so I like I think they'll like I think Gacy will probably win, and then they'll either rename the title or they'll get rid of the title completely. Um, just because like the cruiserweight title doesn't really seem to serve any purpose. I love Roderick Strong. I think he's one of the best like in-ring wrestlers out there. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta go. I gotta go, Joe Gacy. And it's also funny because all this makes me think of is. It's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. Exhibition mm. style. Exactly. Um, I think they're going to do like a never open weight type of shit. Yeah, I could see something like that. Um, and I haven't seen like hardly anything of Gacy um, in 
in the I've seen some of him on 205 Live, but I haven't seen a lot of him on NXT. Although I have heard that he's getting over really well, and the fans do seem to like him. And I do remember him from GCW, sorry, from uh, CZW. But he's he's much 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 different now. Um, so I'm gonna take Joe Gacy. Like personally, I'd go Roderick Strong. Like, if I had to like face on like who I like better in the ring, but I think storyline wise, I could see Joe Gacy getting it done. Yeah, storyline-wise, I think Gacy gets the victory here. I think they're ready to move on from the Cruiserweight uh, like era, basically, or division completely. So it makes sense for them to put that stamp in the or that like stamp in the in the ground that this is the new era by eliminating the title completely. It seems. Uh, I'll ask you. I'll ask you a quick trivia question because if if this is like Roderick Strong winds up being the last cruiserweight champion, that'll wind up being a trivia question. You remember who the the previous last cruiserweight champion was before they brought it back for the CWC? Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Roderick Strong and Hornswoggle will be the final. <laughs> but NXT War Games is all about the two ring steel cage. So let's talk about those two matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fast. That That's was the fast. greatest thing ever. Wow. Yes. Oh, my God. That's not the That's side funny. by side, but that's even better, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Peter. Uh, you, you never disappoint us. You're great. No, Romeo's not even here. It's Johnny. Great job, Good Johnny. job, Johnny. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Johnny. Nailed oh, it. Sorry. Nailed it. Nailed it so good. Uh, NXT. Good <laughs> NXT Women's War Games matchup is going to be Team Toxic Attraction uh, and Dakota Kai uh, versus... Io Shirai, uh, Cora Jade, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, and Kaylee Ray, with the advantage going to Team Shirai following the victory by Kaylee Ray on NXT 2.0 this week. Uh, these two sides have been feuding since Toxic Attraction uh, basically took all the gold in NXT with Mandy Rose beating Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship and Toxic Attraction beating Io Shirai and uh, Zoe Stark. That's a good in- picture. That's actually. In really it. good. It's, it's Sorry, my bad. No, good graphical ones. I, I'm surprised you're complimenting. Yeah, finally a good graph. graph like the, exactly. Like they've been very weak with their their graphics lately, and this is actually these women all look great on this 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 graphic right here. I agree. Hopefully Dakota Kai doesn't wear that that horrible ass wig she wore the other day. Don't do it, please, sis. Oof, we gotta get better. Um, so yes. <laughs> Sorry. So many talented women in this matchup. Who comes out with the victory here? Let's start with our woman on the case, Miss Chrissy Love. Who wins, Team Toxic or Team Shirai? Team Toxic for me. I think they are going to be the winners. Um, even though the other team has the dis- they have the advantage. I think the other t- I think uh Toxic is definitely going to win for sure. Nicely done. Jensen, what about you? I'm going strictly off of who I like better in the ring, which is the <laughs> Gonzalez and Shirai team. Um just because I know I just because I like I Io Shirai is one of my favorite uh to watch and I like Gonzalez a lot from what I've seen. Again. What was that? She's going to jump off the ring and sign a win. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope so. That's what she does in War Games. (laughs) Kaylee Kaylee Ray had a great run in NXT UK and stuff. So, like, I just, I'm just going to go with the people that I'm just a bigger fan of. So, I'll go with uh, the Gonzalez and Shirai team. 
I think they need to set up the babyface to be challengers for Mandy Rose. So I'm going to go with Team Shirai to get the the victory mm. here. And that's also based on my prediction for the main event as well. Uh, we do have confirmation, though. It was Romeo who made that. And I, 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 I'm... Uh, you were right. You were right, Miss Christy Love. I apologize. Well done. Well done. Well done, Romeo. Well, well done. Well Give him his flowers. That was that was amazing, <laughs> sir. Yes. Even even Dion Trua had to say that edit though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll never see him the same now. Thanks. <laughs> NXT Men's War Games matchup. It's new school versus old school, or if you were alive in two thousand, it's new blood versus the Millionaires Club. As it will be Team Black and Gold of the NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa teaming up with Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and LA Knight to verse Team 2.0 of North American champion Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, Tony D'Angelo, and Grayson Waller with Team 2.0 with the advantage in this War Games matchup. Uh, this is basically the story of this whole last couple of months since 2.0 rebrand. There's been certain mm -hmm. stalwarts of the old era of NXT that want to live on and continue on the 2.0 era while the new stars want to move that guard to the side so this will be the fight to determine that and this feels significantly without even having like any tangible stakes this has way more stakes than anything on the Survivor Series card so who wins here Two, Team <laughs> 2.0 versus Team Black and Gold I will go with Team 2.0, Bond Breaker, getting the victory here. Who do you got, Jensen? So I'm assuming this is like traditional rules where it's like yes. everyone has to be in the ring and it's just one pinfall or submission exactly. um, at the end or give up, however they do it. Um, <coughs> so I think LA Knight takes the pin because um, that's like the easiest of that group to like to lose to the, unless yeah. mm -hmm. unless P Dunn's on his way out, which I guess I think be no no Dunn I think Dunn's still gonna be in NXT. Maybe he gets yeah, called up. Still, who knows? Yeah. I think Gargano takes the pin because he's on. His I can way see out. that too. Good call. Yeah. Oh, yeah but regardless, right. I think you got to go the two team. I mean, like that's where the company's headed, and I don't know why you would do an entire rebrand and then be like. Well, the old guys are still better. Like, it just seems counterproductive. Um, Braun Breaker, so yeah. I, I've seen very little of him. I saw him versus Champa. That's really all I've seen. And everyone's talking about him like he's going to be, like, this big savior of the WWE. Like, he could be the one to beat Roman and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I think he shows a lot of potential. But, like, he's still very green. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, But, but I, I heard he had a really good match on this last Wednesday, that ladder match. I heard With it was Gargano, really good. yeah. So I, I I'm gonna go back and watch that. I want to be a fan. I, I'm I'm like everyone else. I wish they called him Steiner. I don't know why they've shied away from that. I'm a huge Steiner Brothers mark. This was like right up my alley. This is a way to get someone like me to watch the show again. Where it's like, oh, you know what, Steiner's like this is this is cool. But like Carmelo Hayes, I loved him on the Indies. Uh, Christian Casanova, um, Grayson Waller. I remember him on the Indies too. He was like Matty Wahlberg or something like that. He he was like a Wahlberg brother like gimmick. Oh, wow. He looks like Mark Wahlberg, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tony D'Angelo, I know nothing about. I'm just, I just see on Twitter, people seem to, I think they're like, I think they're, I think they're like joking about how awesome he's, he is. He's, I, he's ironically over. 
because he's so it, it's a it's totally a 1995 new generation gimmick <laughs> but he does it so well and it's so over the top that he has become arguably so the most popular of all gotcha. the 2.0 stars so i i gotta go 2.0 as as the prediction just for like the sake of logic but like I think that they'll get a lot of shine on Braun Breaker. I think he'll be like the focal point of like the whole thing. So I'll go. With, I'll go with them. Chrissy Love, two, Team uh, Two Point or Black and Gold. I want to say Black and Gold, but I, I know like they they want to do this whole Two brand, and this is the way that the company is going with the new guys is now in charge and all that crap like that. So I'm gonna go with the 2.0 young buff guys or whatever, because um, they're clearly like the ones that's the focus of winning this match more. But um, I don't know why Ellen and Knight is in this this group, but whatever. I, I agree. Someone else. Strange. Like, I, I, mean, I think that. he was just still out of all the the people that were picked for Team Old School. La Knight is still fairly the new one of the new guys too. I mean, he's been there for a while, but I would have not put him he with. Just the, came the, this the, year though. So yeah. Uh, so then there we go. That then there we go. I'm like he's still he's not one of the originals like Champa Gargano even Dunn because Dunn came from um UK, but still he's yeah. one of the original black and gold you know you know brand guys. So. I didn't think LA Knight was a big a good fit for this group. So to be fair, know. did they have anyone else to replace him? That, that's it you, that's it what I was about to say. It should have been O'Reilly. If it's his last show, yeah. it should have yeah. been oh, it should have been Kyle O'Reilly. Right. Um Right, instead of having but, the tag team. Yeah, that that yeah. makes more that makes yeah. much, much more sense. Yeah. Um but uh but that yeah, y'all are totally right about that. Cause even though LA Knights wrestled for a while and he had the experience from Impact and NWA and stuff, he he comes across and wrestles very much as a generic WWE PC type wrestler. And his promos yeah. are mm-hmm. very WWE type promos. Like he fits in more with the 2.0 than he does the old school with the NXT. Yes, so yes, I, yes, I, I'm, yes. I'm I'm totally I'm totally on board with you guys on that for sure. Indeed, but that is the end of our predictions for War Games for Hard Times 2. I want to thank everyone for joining us live. And of course, thank our special guest, Steven Jensen, for joining us on True Hill Heat 154. You were excellent. And oh my God, Von <laughs> Wagner, the Encino I man. <laughs> I will never forget. Uh, Steve, please, Steven, let the people know where they could find you on social media, all your podcasts, and everything you're doing in the wrestling media world, sir. So, uh, Chrissy just mentioned the uh, the hoodie. Y'all can find this, the Fight Talk Podcast <laughs> merch, over at um, whatamaneuver.net. Just search for the Fight Talk Podcast, and I've got a couple different designs on there. you got, like, T-shirts and hoodies and tank tops. A whole bunch. So you got stuff for little babies, if you want, the little, uh, whatever cute. they call it. Everything's onesies? a little onesie. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can get anything you want over there, whatamaneuver.net. Um Always make sure to check out Degrassi, Degrassi Dudes, me and SP3 uh, talking about Degrassi. And we're going to branch out into more like real world and road rules type stuff. We have a very similar taste in uh, in trashy television shows. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Especially if they were from like 20 years ago. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. Um, the, the, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, I record that every Sunday for FightfulSelect.com talking mainly the world of indie wrestling but we also do recaps for 205 live nxt uk mlw nwa whole bunch of stuff um we do the ring of honor show on the fightful distraction on tuesdays i do my live round show on tuesdays 
Um, me and Jesse try to do once a week, but obviously with her in the hospital right now, um, we're unable to do that show. But once again, go to Jesse the Davin on Twitter, go say something nice to her while she's fighting in the hospital. And uh, all things MMA, if you want to check out MMA related uh, uh, YouTube videos that I write and edit and that kind of stuff, uh, that'd be all things MMA. And just stay tuned for uh, everything we do at Fightful. The next big Fightful fight night watch along is going to be UFC 269. That's coming up. Uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Um, and yeah, you got my Twitter on there on the screen. That's really the best place to go. Go to my Twitter at fight talk underscore. I always try to put links up for, for the stuff I'm doing over there. And thank y'all both very much for having me on the show. This was a lot of fun. Oh man. We had a great time with you, yeah, Jensen. Yeah, I only yeah. usually spend Fridays with you, but great to have you yeah. on a Saturday here with us. And definitely go out of your way to support Jensen on the Weekender podcast, on the live round show, over on the Distraction YouTube channel. But most of all, 10 a.m. on a Friday, check us out on the Twitch machine, on Twitch, Degrassi Dudes with Steven Jensen and SP3 as we are going to continue watching season one of Degrassi, The Next Generation. So if you've never seen Degrassi, this is the show to watch because you can get into it. Miss Chrissy Love, though, please let the people know where they could find you until the next time you're here with us. Um, I am the sensation Miss Chrissy Love. Uh, I am here every Saturday morning at 11.05 a.m. with my good brother, top guy JJ, and SP for True Hill Heat, our top anchor show uh other than that we do side shows which is dark side of the ring xp and i um now it's not on right now but you can go back and watch it on our youtube channel we've co covered all of the seasons so watch that you'll have a good time if you didn't get to watch them all i'm sorry some alarm is going off here um but um other than that you can find me on ig twitter and on on facebook it is uh chrissy love underscore one or just miss chrissy love uh uh, you can find me as well as on Facebook, which is my name, which is just Crystal Lynch. And you can follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHeelSP3 uh, every Monday and Wednesday over on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, 3 p.m. Eastern Time with uh, Set E Niangi on Mondays with Mocha Mondays on Wednesdays with Alex McCarthy over on Sports Heater Wrestling YouTube channel every Friday following SmackDown and Rampage on Smack Talk with Rick Uccino and Dutch Mantel. And right back here. The True Hill Heat YouTube channel every single Saturday, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. True Hill Heat, 1.55 next Saturday. Our second to last True Hill Heat. So definitely, <sighs> if you are, haven't already, go to patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. We are already starting our polls for the year-end uh, year awards for December 18th right here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. True Hill Heat, 156, our 2021 fifth annual year-end awards so we're going to start the voting over on our patreon but it will be on our social media pages starting next week but if you're a patreon you get to be the first to vote on our year-end awards so go over there and check that out drop a thumbs up on the video share this video with your friends of course subscribe if you are new to the true hill heat youtube channel thank you oh so much everyone who joined us with us live go to facebook twitter and instagram at true hill heat and one final comment from Marcus8915 Degrassi be having some drama On that show Degrassi, <laughs> it goes there <laughs> He nailed it I, I, I put up the alley, he dropped the oop Yes ladies and gentlemen <laughs> For our special guest, Steven Jensen 
for Miss Chrissy Love. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 154 NX Exodus. We are signing off until next time.